shall we take us in with a little tunage? Sure. Tunage, bruh. Sure. Okay. Well, I don't have any ideas, but. Um, but saying that made me think of the Goofy movie. True. Trufy. Trufy movie. Was that, uh, were you doing Pauly Shore's character in a Goofy movie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Guard this with your life, bruh. And it was like the string cheese. With the stand up. Are you playing some power line? I'm playing some power line, dude. Oh, oh yeah. shit. I mean, I feel like this is... Is Goofy, I realized, did they not... In an extremely Goofy movie. Because mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, Goofy's black as a joke. But then I realized, like, in an extremely Goofy movie, doesn't he, like, goes to a disco night and he has, like, an afro? Oh, uh, yeah. So Goofy, yeah, disco night, they go to, like, a jazz bar. So Goofy might be a black guy. He might Goofy's be a black guy. Goofy's certainly a black guy. <laughs> I always or just thought that was, like, a hack bit. It was just college. Because Goofy went back to college in that movie and ended up as his son's roommate in college. <laughs> right, yeah. that's true. What but, is that? But why would he have an, why would he have an afro? Because you ever heard yeah. of like lesbians until graduation? Lugs? What do you mean? You know, like in there's a lesbian thing where they say like girls that just like make out with girls at like college parties, but they're not like real lesbians. They call them lugs, lesbians until graduation. Right, where are you going so this? wait, are you so are you saying that Goofy was black until graduation? A bug. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Just doing full black. He's like, he's like, look, I know I'm not supposed to do blackface, but I'm gonna do it until I get my degree. Yeah. <laughs> Once I'm, what a fucked up implication. Gotta get that financial aid, yeah. baby. Once I'm educated, I will no longer be black. <laughs> Once I'm trying to get a real job. <laughs> wow. You're right. He's trying to get the FAFSA money. Yes. <laughs> what a fucking fucked up thing to say. Oh come on, man. It's Saturday. It is. It's 1 p.m. on a Saturday. Yeah, I'm glad we're all having beer right now. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Dude. I'm going to get, I don't I'll tell you what. I had breakfast yet. I had two cups of coffee. I had a stale pretzel from Lidl mm-hmm. and some grapes from my mom's garden. And it sounds like breakfast to me. I'm having a beer. <laughs> <laughs> the well balanced breakfast. It's like a weird mm. cereal commercial. It's like a picture of like some half grown grapes. This was a essentially cigarette. breakfast in Germany when yeah. I was over there. Oh, dude. European breakfast it's is crazy. so fucked up. It's You're, good, though. Is it? Just like a well, bunch maybe of meats better. and cheeses and bread. I guess I'm thinking of like British breakfast is like... Oh, those British people, breakfast is weird. It's, like it's the English like, breakfast, it's beans. And fish. And, uh, beans and fish. They have like beans and fish. They beans got on good toast. potatoes, at least. And then they like drown it in like ketchup and shit. Ugh. I mean, British people. I mean, there's they got bangers. Dude, they call a little sausages. I follow this. Bangers. I follow this Facebook page. <laughs> I love the name. It's just pictures of British food, and the Facebook page <laughs> is called "Why Do Brits Still Eat Like the Germans Are Flying Overhead?" <laughs> it's so, they eat the most disgusting shit you've ever seen. Yeah, it, it's something about. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the further south you go, just the better they eat because like greeks obviously i would say italians run shit in terms of like Definitely. cuisine for sure like they have the most universally loved like just best cuisine mm-hmm. um but yeah like spain they have good shit france honestly i think france is overrated i think france is very okay with cuisine like they're very much like they're good for like brunch like all their shit yeah. is brunch cafe cafe food in france is good but yeah, i've like never bakery thing it's bakery all very okay when i go to a cafe i've no, never no, had france french is basically like, mm. just like european paula Deen as a country yes it's just everything is just like butter butter yes. butter butter yeah. butter 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 you're right um what the best french have to offer is kate like creole 
like New Orleans food is amazing. I love. Yeah, I mean, they stole that from the black people. Yeah, I, I, exactly. don't I, would say that, I don't know if I'd say that's French. That's yeah, I would say that's definitely more like yeah. soul food. French are at their best when they're stealing from from other people. I would mm-hmm. say true. When left to their that's own devices, fair. it's like, dude, you just made a piece of bread. You made a piece of bread. <laughs> yeah, you made bread, and your secret technique was putting water in the oven so it steamed up. I didn't even know that. I thought they just Is that put it in French a bag. Do? That's how they get the crispy crust on baguettes and shit. I will tell you. I mean, They'll I literally might... just throw ice in the oven. Wait, that's all you have to do? Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I did learn that, like, if you put, I just learned this shit. I learned it from like uh, my girlfriend follows all of these like Asian like food people on Instagram, mm-hmm. and they're like, I, <laughs> does she follow the one where it's like? Done and dusted. No, I don't know what that There's is. There's like an Asian guy who's always like doing recipes and he's like, one cup of water from Mississippi River, <laughs> two large cucumbers, rice, wine, vinegar. Three cups Done Chicago. and dusted. Done and dusted. I <laughs> like his that. catchphrase after every recipe. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to start. Well, but but what this chick uh, she follows is like, uh, put an ice cube in the center of anything you cook in the microwave. And mm. it doesn't get that like soggy, soft microwave feeling to it. Mm. It cooks very because the the whatever it is like the humidity or the moisture in there mm-hmm. it it redistributes the way the food is. I was gonna say that's counterintuitive. I feel like it would make it more the, soggy. Well, the other thing that's crazy is the ice cube doesn't melt. So like you could put an ice cube in the microwave for two minutes on high, the ice cube will not mm. melt when you take it out. The ice cube's still on it, but your food is also like reheated in a way that isn't as fucked up. Interesting. We've been doing it. It works like crazy. Wow. What are you cooking in the microwave? Well, it's great if you put it in the ice center cubes. of like rice. Yeah, I'm cooking. I'm <laughs> cooking a plate of ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get those ice cubes heated, please. Because I know, uh, like the way a microwave works is it like it charges the water molecules in the food, right, and makes it like. You know, I guess the friction of everything bouncing around heats it up. Yeah, it's the the, the actual mo- the, they're moving faster, right? Like yeah. some shit. Like here's my thing with microwaves. There's no how the fuck like of all the things that they're like you have to be careful of giving you cancer. There's no way microwaves are safe. No, yeah. they seem like blatantly be. like they shouldn't be in your house. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's got to be the first thing to go. It has to be. Air fryers are the new microwave anyway. Air fryers. Are, oh, the- air fryer. I feel. Like, a, that's more unsafe than a microwave. You think so? Because it's just, like, coils of whatever the fuck that's blowing that hot air all over your food. But is it radiation? It's like, not a microwave's, radiation. like, explicitly radiation, isn't yeah. it? Maybe. I don't know. I feel microwave like is, is definitely just radiation. Yeah, it is. Like, it's it's definitely that. It's got waves in the name. <laughs> it's literally... <laughs> Shooting waves, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the air fryer... Dude, I've never... I have never had my own air fryer, but I have had a lot of roommates you have and there's nothing like using your roommate's air fryer when they're gone for the weekend <laughs> there's nothing like just burning like cheese a- there's nothing like ruining your roommate's air fryer <laughs> and then he comes back and he's just sending pictures to the group chat like who the fuck did this to my air fryer and it's like i don't know man who that's the fuck crazy. put all these ice cubes in my air fryer <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing my old roommate isaac we had this roommate that we hated and we would just we would put paninis in the air fryer and we would not clean it on purpose until there was just like this this crazy like three layers of film of like cheese and like yeah. ham particles yeah it's so funny i cleaned my microwave the other day it was like it was insane it was truly insane 
Yeah, microwaves, they just get a filth. Yeah. Well, because shit, like, there are tiny explosions. Mm -hmm. Like, every, like, like, you'll open a microwave and just be like, what the fuck shot up onto the top? I don't even, I don't even consider my food done until something has exploded (laughs) inside the microwave. I'm like, I'm like, okay, it's almost done. You have to hear the pop. <laughs> you, you have to hear like, you. it's like, it's the only time a ham sandwich will start popping loudly while you're cooking it. <laughs> yeah, it's insane that you, we eat shit out of the microwave so yeah. much when it sounds like that. That should be <laughs> on the back. Like something dying. It should be on the back of every microwave instruction, like heat on high until something seems wrong. It's like, <laughs> and nothing, then take out. Like nothing that crazy should be happening. After 40 seconds of cooking, if like that is dude, I put I was too lazy to make grilled cheese yeah. the other day, so I just like toasted two pieces. I'm so I'm so shitty. I'm in my grandmother's house. Um, to, I toasted two pieces of toast, got two little slices of cheese. I put it on a paper plate. I put it in the microwave for I'm not kidding, 20 seconds, and it explode. It shot all over the sides of the microwave. Like it was way too fucking much. How could that be possible? For 20 seconds of cooking something. I don't know. I mean, it's I think like how everyone hot, like, should do the experiment where you uh, you put a bag of empty bag of chips in the microwave for like 15 seconds and it shrinks to like a little shrinky dink. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not healthy. There's no way you should, like how like you literally put a marshmallow in the microwave and it looks like the fucking Michelin man after five <laughs> seconds. That's not healthy. My favorite thing about a microwave, a microwave doesn't even tell you how hot it is. Like, yeah. a microwave settings are low, medium, and high. There's no temperature well, measure. Yeah, if you, like, set the temperature on the microwave, it's like, all right, press one of the numbers on <laughs> yeah. the keypad. For, yeah. What yeah. does that correlate you to? have 10. Yeah, like, I would be willing to bet, like, a microwave is probably, like, 1,000 degrees when you turn it on. <laughs> Nobody knows what the fuck it is. <laughs> I personally never use anything below 5. I didn't know. I don't know what the other numbers do. I go crazy on the mic. I don't like if you're not cooking anything. If what, like if you're I don't not cooking ever... for thirty seconds at a nine, you're not living. Yeah, like <laughs> no, really. Who's 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 setting the microwave to low and being like, I'll cook this for ten minutes in the microwave. Yeah, that defeats know. the purpose of the microwave. Boil it at that unless point. you're defrosting. I guess. What's the most um, white trash thing you guys have ever cooked in the microwave? Because mm. you can cook anything in there. Yeah, white trash. White trash. White I mean, definitely like s'mores. I've done the s'more in the microwave. That's kind of white trash. S'mores is understandable. I um at my lowest, I was, <laughs> I, I was getting small cuts of steak. Oh no! And seasoning them and just nuking them for like two minutes. <laughs> and it became this thing in my house right now. Um, the our oven doesn't work and. The stove is very dicey and like mm-hmm. it's really nobody ever cleans the pans. And I was just like, I mean, a microwave, like a microwave does cook stuff all the way through. And I got into the very like bad habit of <laughs> of cooking scrambled eggs in the microwave. Oh my god. <laughs> just like putting them in a little That's bowl. totally a thing. That's it's totally, totally a thing. oh yeah. It's a th- I looked it up. I made sure like there are recipes for yeah, cooking for eggs sure. in the microwave. What's funny is that the mic I'm pretty sure microwaves cook things from the inside out. So when you're, you're doing do a steak, you're like doing a reverse medium rare. It's like oh, well done on the it. It's yes. well done on the inside and raw on the outside. It literally <laughs> yes. the the color of steak when you you, you put the steak in the microwave for a minute and 30 seconds. It is fully cooked. It is also, com- it's gray. It's like a shade of gray that food should not be. But you can fucking eat it. You can totally eat it. It's not raw. It's not. And you know, also, you can eat steak raw, too, is the other thing. Like, it's pre- steak is a pretty safe meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people do you that. You cut the outside off if you're eating it raw. Yeah, they oh, get it. You got to remove. Do? Well, you don't have to if it's like uh, sushi grade or whatever the fuck you right. want to call it. But like. 
The problem with meat is whenever whatever surface is exposed, that's when when you dry age meat, you have to carve off like the layer of the outside of the meat oh, because the it truth gets about fucked up. Meat. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, oh, people do steak tartare and stuff like that. You can get that, like the raw steak on the crackers and shit. Yeah, I've had people that. People do that, mm-hmm. like even with ground beef. But yeah, all you got really well, have to do that's is get ground the beef is dicey because it's because it's not the same. I do know this because ground yeah. beef is not the same cut of meat and it's all mm-hmm. mixed together. Mm-hmm. You are that's why you should never order a hamburger. Like any type of rare, mm-hmm. yeah. Because there's yeah. there's a chance Unless it's from it. like a good restaurant. Well, what it is sure. is it's really beef is such a it's different than chicken. Chicken is a, a is a less dense meat, and so all the bacteria that gets on the outside of the cut goes all the way through, which is why I have to cook it all the way through. Oh, Steak, yeah. all the like salmonella or E. coli or whatever the hell you're worried about can only penetrate the outer layer of the steak. So as long as you cook the outer layer of the steak, the inside is is generally safe to eat, mm. which is that why some people, which is why with ground beef, it's different because you're actually grinding all of it in throughout the entire thing. So you got to cook it all the way through. So hold up. Wait, this is my question, though, because I feel like fish is, is even less dense than chicken. It's very flaky. Mm-hmm. But fish is like, there's all kinds of raw fish that you can eat. Yeah, but I think that's because they're generally, you're eating the fish like yeah. the same day. And then also like raw fish it Hopefully. has to be wild caught. It can't be from a farm because, like, that's where most of like sick fish come from. Right, because of all like, the runoff around and poop and shit. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, I think for sushi grade fish, it has to be wild caught and then also like extremely fresh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know much about the uh the fish situation. Here. Yeah, I don't eat fish like that. To be honest, I love fish, dude. I like, like, I like fish. shrimp. You like shrimps? I like shrimps. I you like, like crawdads. I'm moving I away like from crawdads. Cra- I feel like crawdads are a jip. I feel like crawdads typically cost more than shrimp, and mm-hmm. you get way less meat. Oh than yeah, shrimp. You only it's get the like tail. Uh, yeah, it's just like little mini lobsters, but little crawdad with some sausage, dude. Yummy. That is good. A little Cajun meal. Oh yeah. Hey, live from the studio here, guys. <laughs> is that the longest cold open you've ever done? I cold think so, yeah. Live <laughs> from New York. I've never done a professional podcast where we've had any kind of intro or any kind of like. I don't even introduce <laughs> the guests on my podcast. <laughs> uh, um, I'm Jimmy Seleski. Mary Glazer. And uh, we're here with our good old friend, Nick with no C. Older Shaw. What's up, guys? LA boy. What's You're here up? for a, quite some time, aren't you? This uh, uh, kind of. I'm on the East Coast for some time. I was in Chicago, and then I'm going to be in Pennsylvania next week, and then I'm going to be in New York, and then I'll be in Maryland from like the 24th to October 10th, and then I go back. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's getting a little, you know, it's getting a little weird out on the West Coast, so Nick had to soak up some East Coast vibes. I literally, I didn't realize how bad I needed it, but I'm like, oh, like LA is so weird i am mm-hmm. so happy to be taking a break i'm also i'm glad that i'm like in a place where i can take a break this long mm-hmm. but um yeah it's weird i'm kind of not looking forward to going back what's going on with la is it is it on fire right now is there energy shortage i've been hearing so many different things about the west coast well what's the, what's the big thing there's here? like i mean post covid everything's kind of sucked um it feels like most of my like good my a lot of my friends left like a lot of the people I was really like some of my, you know, like Isaac and Daniel are still there, the guys I do the podcast with. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends left. Um, produ- like production stuff got weird. That's finally starting to open back up. Comedy's in a weird place out there. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like the power outages, yeah, like the whole power grid was like 
apparently in my house, the power was off for like a week or something and temperatures mm. were like, in, my house is like an oven. It was built in like the 30s and it traps heat. So like inside my house, yeah. it was like 110 degrees. And we had That's no- what my oven's like too. <laughs> yeah. It like never turns <laughs> off. It has like pilot lights for all of the burners that are always on. Right. And what they're the like fuck? big flames. <laughs> yeah. That's old school. So that's my whole, that's my whole, and I've got like a, we don't have any central air or anything because it's so old. And I have like a, a, an AC unit. It's so fucked. All our windows open sideways. So you can't put a window unit in them. <laughs> uh. So I have like a, a freestanding AC unit that has like a hose that goes into the window. Yeah. And then it just like pumps air into my room. Um, but yeah, so like the LA power grid's under stress. Apparently now there's risk for like flooding because there's like a huge storm coming. Jesus, and like the Some city doesn't have slides and shit. Mud, yeah, we so don't. It doesn't have the infrastructure and for that. Yeah, and uh, and I guess now we're like because of like changing weather patterns, we're at risk for like tropical storms and hurricanes now, which Jeez. we also don't have the infrastructure for. So oh my. it's getting pretty fucking weird out there. See, it's good to talk to somebody that actually lives out there because like uh, you know I always take everything I hear on the news with a grain of salt. Obviously, if you listen to the news, they're like L.A. is going down. And I'm like, is kind of really? Is. It is going it down. Is, yeah, the homeless problem is pretty bad too. It's kind of crazy. Mm. Now we, that I did notice when I was out there like a couple years ago, it was. I mean, like, because I had gone out there when I was like 19, which would have been like, I mean, that's at that time it had been 10 years prior, and I went out again when I was like 28, and it was just and it at was 19, just you went out as a homeless. Man. I was, I, I was like when <laughs> I part of the population. When I flew to LA, the homeless ticker went up too. Me and Scott, just, yeah, who's like homeless population. <laughs> you know, when I was homeless, when I was talking about flying and being homeless, when I was homeless in LA, I was homeless for like six months living in my car, and like. <laughs> I never did this, but I was like, I literally could do this because hotel like to get to spend a night in the hotel just to like not be in my car was so expensive, but I could have literally gotten on like a spirit airlines flight for like 60 or 70 bucks. And I literally, I was like, I was like, should I just like fly to like Arizona and then like <laughs> sleep and like sleep in the airport for a couple days, get some eat, and then fly back to Los Angeles just so I don't have to be in my car. Yes, and I yes. never did it. But I, I guess you to. could. You could even just get a flight, check in at LAX, and just chill there. And if anyone asks, like, yeah, I got a delay. Layover. <laughs> yeah, they canceled Four my Four week flight. layover, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, like, it's funny because, like, when I was out there, like, like we were talking about, I was homeless for, like, that week. And you've been homeless. But it's almost like a state of mind because even when I don't have a home, I'm never homeless in my mind. Like, I'm like, I'm just a guy that doesn't currently oh, have yeah. a home. Oh, Not dude, homeless. dude, it's so funny. I was like, like the, the way I should have more empathy and I try to have empathy for homeless people because I'm like, it, it's so shitty to like be annoyed by these people when I was like in the same spot. Um, but I, I remember oh, you had a like, car. I, yeah, <laughs> I had a car that was like, <clears throat> nah, that car was a piece of shit too. But I remember just like sitting in my car at like 1 p.m. In the, and I was homeless in the, in the summer too, which Ooh. really sucked. Yeah. Just like blasting my AC, which apparently, like, if you sit in the car with with it running, blasting it with the with the windows up, mm. you're like inhaling like secondhand carbon monoxide. It's like really oh bad God. for your brain. Great. Great. <laughs> like comes in through the AC apparently. Jesus. And I was just, I remember, I would just be like sitting in my car, just like sweating in my, just sitting in my car in my underwear, no clothes on because it's so hot. <laughs> just like clearly, like at the end of my road, sitting there, just like I'm not homeless, <laughs> not homeless. <laughs> I was just like, I was like sitting in my car, my underwear. <laughs> I was like breathing. <laughs> CO2. I was, I was like, I was like, this is a, I was like, this is, this is a speed bump. I was like, we will get over this. I remember, dude, one time I was so desperate for money. I mean, when I was home, like the, like the, I was so desperate to have money. I would, I was selling plasma 
mm. to make money. And I would have to, because my car would run out of gas. So I had to get like plasma money for gas. And the plasma center. Well, I you was, get the cookies they give you for lunch. and then Oh, they don't even do that anymore. Really? They don't. And it would be hard because I hadn't eaten. And if you don't eat, your levels can be off. So like this is how like nerve wracking it was. Because like I would not have eaten. My car needed gas. You can only donate plasma twice a week. And I was in Burbank. And the plasma donation center was in Van Nuys about um, eight miles away from where my car was parked. Yeah. Like so eight. you had to get like a payday loan to get gas for your car, go donate plasma, and <laughs> no. then pay it back real worse, quick. <laughs> worse, I would walk four to five hours to oh donate plasma. God. I would literally walk like eight to nine miles to go donate plasma, pray that my levels wouldn't be fucked up, because if they are, then I have to... Like, I have to walk back. Yeah. Holy um, shit. And donating plasma, especially because I was, like, dehydrated, it that, at that point, it takes, like, two hours. I have scars on my arm that will never go away from how many times I donated plasma. You can oh, see, my God. You can see them right there. Now, how much money do you get per plasma? About, I mean, like, so for the first few of the month, you get, like, 100, 175, and then it gradually goes down to, like, 50, and then I think towards the end, you get, like, 35, and it resets every month. Mm. So I'd be walking away with anywhere from, like, 100 to 30 $40. Um, and so I would donate plasma and then I would make the trek back to my car and put like $10 of gas into it <laughs> oh so I could God. like go drive somewhere else. And all this seemed like a better move than just like being a bus boy somewhere. Um, yeah, I really hate working in restaurants. <laughs> I really, I really, really do not like working in restaurants. Also, I was like, I was like completely on, I needed to like, I was totally unpresentable. Mm -hmm. I like couldn't, I remember like one time, dude, I was, I needed money so bad. I went to, um, I, w I went to like a pawn shop and I tried to sell them my like knockoff Bluetooth headphones for my <laughs> iPhone. And the guy was like, get the fuck out of my, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of here. I'm like, this has to be worth like $5. Dude, it was so bad. Oh my God. Yeah. And was that was bad. for six months you were in that position? I was in that position for about six months. And sometimes I'd like, I'd crash on friends' couches and stuff. And like I, I would crash with like some friends in East LA. I would crash. Sometimes I would like spend the night at my friend's place in Burbank. But like I was supposed to leave in the morning. Mm -hmm. But they would all leave, and I would pretend to be asleep. And then like I would hang out longer than I was supposed to. But then like one morning there was one guy was still there, and it was the guy who didn't like me staying there. Oh, like the guy right. who was not my friend. So I was. I heard him coming downstairs and I just like ran into the bathroom downstairs. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, I was just like creeping around like solid snake, like hiding behind walls and like hiding in the stairwell, waiting for him to leave. <laughs> so I could just like sleep on the couch for another three hours. Oh my God. That was like, dude. that, that had to be, that must've been like, what year is it now? 2022. Mm -hmm. I guess that was about like five or so years ago. That was like my scumbag era, like mm. the worst I've ever been. What got you over the hump? I mean, like, how'd you finally break I did out a, of the, uh... I did a medical study and I made, <laughs> I, did, I did a medical study and <laughs> I really put me on my feet. <laughs> Dude, this <laughs> man has no plasma. How is he alive? This is when you're like, your brain was leaking, right? <laughs> yeah, they did spinal taps on me. And, yeah. um, oh and but God. they did, but they paid me. $10,000, which literally got me back on my feet. $10,000 like literally turned my life around. Yeah. It's, that's a huge amount of money. That's a, it's a that's big a amount life turning amount of money for sure. Yeah. I mean, you could put a down payment on a house with 10000 I guess. I don't know. Mm, probably. Yeah. I feel like you can though. You, I think you probably can. I mean, I, I would have no, I could put the down payment down on a house and then like never, like that's all I'd be, be able, able to, to pay for that yeah. mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I remember, like, I was so happy when I got that money because, like, I also at some point had, like, lost the keys to my car. Like, I couldn't get, I could not get back into my car. So I had this money. And my car, by the way, is just, like, it's sitting in, um, 
like on a street in Burbank near like the old apartment where I used to live before I was yeah. homeless. And every time I walk by it, there's just like another parking ticket on. There's like oh a flip book of parking tickets. <laughs> And, and, and at that I point, you're addicted to CO2, too. So you got to get in there. And, and I, didn't know, I didn't know where the keys were. I like, literally couldn't find the keys. And I was like, well, that's just not my car anymore. And I was like, the car, I was like, I was like I'm going to let nature take the car. And like, sure enough, one day, I, I walked by and my car was gone. It, it, it lifted itself like the Lorax. It just, like, it just disappeared into the woods. And I was like, great. Bro, that's awesome. Problem solved. You but had then, like a total loss but in tickets <laughs> like this car is now total but then like but so i was like i was like awesome i was like wow look everything it all worked out but then like i got a phone call because i guess like the lord works in mysterious ways through like the vin i should have scratched the vin number off or something because like they got in touch with me somehow they're like hey your car's in the impound and like for every day that it's in the impound and you don't come take care of it you're gonna be charged like another like 400 500 bucks a day so i was like oh my god so i had to like go like fucking 30 miles to the impound and then i was able to like just i just sold them like the the tag and title to the car because i was like i don't want like this car is full of too many bad memories like i I was like sleeping in this car i like spilled piss in this car because i would have to piss in bottles sometimes (laughs) (laughs) like don't you guys want this now after i gave you the full fucking carfax (laughs) 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 and so so I was just like, uh, I was like, yeah, man, you guys can have the car. And he's like, he's like, by the way, you know, this doesn't like, cause in Maryland, mm-hmm. this is a great, this is true. This is still true. If you rack up a bunch of tickets on a car and then you scrap it, the history of those tickets doesn't follow you. It literally erases them. Wow. I know this because I did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, I like racked up like all these like parking tickets and shit. And when I scrapped both cars, there was no longer any record of the tickets. And so good I was like, know, great. Good to know. I was like, are you sure like, that wasn't just because like the entire Baltimore city, like government computer system got hacked? Oh, that could be true too. No, I think this was, but when did that happen? Uh, uh 2018. This was before then. This okay, was before okay, I moved okay. to Los Angeles. Um, and so I was like, ah, I figure it's probably like the same in, uh, in Los Angeles. Right. So right. I sold them the car progressive there, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, well, they also like to fuck you out of every dollar you have. Oh yes. Mm. Um, so I sold him the car and he, the guy, like he must've known what I thought I was doing. He goes, he goes, just so you know, this doesn't like, you still got to pay off these tickets. Like you still owe LA County all this money. And I was like, nah, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> I was like, and <clears throat> I've looked it up. I can't find any record of any like tickets I owe. Ooh. I'm sure maybe like there's probably like a bench warrant out. Like I'm sure one day I'll just like be arrested. Yeah. Just dog the bounty <laughs> hunter is going to knock down your door. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's dead though, right? Didn't he die? Dog his, wife died. No, his wife died. His wife okay. died. Okay. Yeah. Then you're I'm probably good. If dog probably, the bounty yeah. hunter's wife is dead, I think you're probably in the clear. Yeah. She wouldn't get me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, if you think about it, it sounds ridiculous, but at the same time, it kind of makes sense. It's like, okay, dude, like I clearly was racking up a lot of tickets with this car. Now this car no longer exists. Right. So like, what is it? What are these tickets tied to? Yeah. You like, you can't, li- you literally like can't prove it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can't prove this car ever existed. <clears throat> yeah. It's, um, but yeah, I don't know. I like, they, they, I haven't been able to find, and same thing happened to my friend, uh, Sean. Sean, who lived with me in LA for like eight months, he racked up a fuckload of parking tickets and never paid them off. And he's like, I can't find any record of them. Mm. So maybe I don't know what, how that works. Well, that's one of the benefits of being like off the grid, kind of too. Cause like if you don't have money, I've always thought about this. Like if you don't have money, then like what can they really do to you? 
Like if they charge you a whole bunch of shit and you're like, I don't have that. Oh, dude, you this know? is I was just, uh, ex, you know, um, extolling this virtue on uh, Thought Cops in Chicago last Great week. Great work. If you've ever paid off, like paying off debt is a scam. Number one, mm -hmm. it fucks your credit score up. Number two, if it's medical debt, don't ever pay that off. Never mm -hmm. pay it off. You you cannot be, it cannot impact your credit score. You can't get sent to jail for it. They can just dog you and just give them like a Google voice number. Because mm -hmm. it's it legally is not like technically we have free healthcare in this country. Like mm -hmm. war is over if you want it, dude. Like yeah. it's real. Like <laughs> I mean, I, the, I mean, the only stipulation is like you have to go to the emergency room. You have to like, I guess if you have cancer, you have to wait till it gets really bad and then just like show up at the emergency room. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. be like, please do something right now. <laughs> so what you're saying? Uh, there are downsides to this method. There, but, are, of course, there are downsides. Yeah. But you, but you don't have to pay off medical. Well, also like hospital systems are still like um, the police were in like the 70s and 80s, where like they just don't talk to each other. At all. At yeah. all. Dude, I, that was one of the craziest things. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm jumping all over the place. But I learned that, and I'll, 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 I'll shut up after this. I this learned that um, after watching, did you watch that, um, that documentary about that girl, Gypsy Rose? Mm -mm. Uh, the girl who was like her mother, she had like Munchausen syndrome or something. Her mother was like continually making her being, be sick or seem sick. Oh, so wow. I have seen the trailers her? and shit for that. <clears throat> well, they did a, like Hulu. a Hulu show. Well, yeah. they, I, there was a documentary uh, before the Hulu show. Um, Great her, porn name, by the way, Gypsy Rose. Gypsy Rose and, and her we boyfriend Nick Godijan, who and they conspired Ooh. to dude. They would they would draw themselves as anime characters and talk about how they were each other's like eternal prince and princesses. Okay. And how and she's like she's she would like send these long Facebook messages. She's like, "Lover, you're making my dark side come out again," <laughs> like, which yeah. culminated in her murdering her mother. But oh the way her mother got her to be sick all the time is. Like she would get the doctors to like diagnose her with all this stuff and none of the hospitals ever talked to each other. So every time they would move and go to a new doctor, she would have all this paperwork that was based on nothing that detailed all these diseases that her daughter had. And the doctors at the, at the next physician, you know, pediatrician yeah, hospital, whatever, take their word for they it. Literally, and they're like, okay, well, we're going to act as though this is, if this is the information we have, we're going to act on it and prescribe yeah, all this shit. Hell. It's what, so bad. What is that though? Like that, that whole, like, cause that is such a thing. The Munchausen syndrome, which is of course, um, I believe that's when like the, it's a mother thing when like they, they want to perpetually, Either is it keep their daughters, keep their kids sick, or is it pretend they're sick? Because I always thought it was like legitimate. Like, if you ever seen the movie, you've seen the Sixth Sense, right? Yes. And that was kind of that situation where like one of the ghosts was a girl. Mm -hmm. Great movie, by the way. I watched mm -hmm. it the other day. Oh, yeah. I'm totally throwing that in my little October horror fest marathon at my house. Um, but like the girl was like being fed poison in her soup every day. And right. she was like trying to find a way to tell or whatever. But like, I always wondered, like, what? fucking is that like what does she get out of it is she it's like, like they're addicted to like taking care of someone and having someone rely on them that's exactly what it know? is and and it's it can be a comedy sometimes like they're actually poisoning them sometimes it's they're just telling them they're, that they're sick mm -hmm. it's it, it's it's well, kind it's of like that's what like the bubble boy movie was about right like oh, his mom yeah. was like you got to be in a bubble you're gonna die if you get out of that bubble it's and then he gets so out of the bubble and he's like oh now i'm fine hey man it's so funny to sentence your son to being in a bubble <laughs> yeah dude we um we went to school i don't want to say his full name but his name was paul mm -hmm. um and 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 he i'm convinced he he grew up we went to like scouts together and stuff like that i like he i'm convinced that his mom kind of like made him the way he was because mm -hmm. his mom was like a child psychologist and like i don't know there's a certain thing where like 
he was he was in vitro, I think. Like it was like oh, an wow. artificial insemination thing. So like she had and there was no father in the picture. And like and, the, th- and you know what? He couldn't write. And that, was that the only thing wrong with him? He couldn't write. He like had bad handwriting? He Yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> like, like, well, I don't know. He's five. <laughs> I don't think this is a disease. Yeah, it doesn't mean he has to, He typed everything up until senior year. I know. He just walked around with a fucking computer. Like, yeah. I was like, what the? You know, it was just Dude, like. that's me right now, honestly. I've like, have you tried to write recently? No. Oh, yeah. Like, every every time I have to like write a check for rent, I'm like. Can I still do this? Right. Focus, focus. Dude, What's cursive again? E? Dude, I was trying to write my girlfriend like a note, like a like a sweet note, like just you mm-hmm. know. Well, yeah, I mean, we're trying to like do sweet stuff for each other, like yeah, leave yeah. each other notes and stuff. And I was like, God, I was like, every single one of my letters looks completely different. Yeah, this looks like know. a ransom letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like like I don't think they could ever get me in court. They could never nail my handwriting because I like it's so inconsistent. Oh it yeah, it's like a different person drew every letter. Yeah, not a single one of my signatures has ever matched. Like I'm like I I like literally I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. Oh yeah, my signature is more like a. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's more like a symbol, honestly. I'll like forget <laughs> letters in my signature sometime, and I'll have to like go back over with like another line. Can I get another shit. one of those, please? <laughs> like my, my signature might as well. You know, like in a car. You know, my signature might as well be just like a paw print. You know, like in like a fucking Disney movie. <laughs> just like an inked paw print on the end of a, of a fucking contract. yeah handwriting is definitely a dying art and it, it's it's weird because handwriting is such an interesting thing it's i've always found it fascinating how you can always tell a girl's handwriting from a guy's handwriting and oh, like yeah. i've never understood like like they have like handwriting analysts that can like tell things about you as a person based off of that type of things which i've always found like kind of fascinating but it's a dying thing now like, like they can they can tell if you're uh i think there's a way to tell if you're a, if you have big loops you're like a psychopath or a sociopath or something or a chick mm. i mean or chicks a love chick well d- exactly you dot your eyes with hearts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're a slut <laughs> that is so funny to like look at a at a piece of hammer and it's like well He's either evil and crazy or a girl. (laughs) (laughs) I just have always found that weird. And it's like, you know, like we we grew up on the cusp of like, you know, we were still taught cursive in school, but. I don't. I said cursive like I'm Irish. Cursive. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'll be writing in cursive before. Fuck the queen. Fuck the queen. <laughs> that dead bat. <laughs> but like, I don't think that kids really. I mean, like, even now, it's like you sign shit. It's like just click here. I'm like, sometimes I'm online and they'll like send me like important legal documents or like click here to sign. I'm like, wait, that's a anybody can now. do that. Yeah. Or like write it with your mouse pen. I'm like, yeah. yeah uh. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. The idea of a signature is like true, is meaningless. Because even Pretty though much. it's you signing it, it's like, it's how many, I get friends who forge signatures all the time. Oh, yeah. To like, to, you know, to imitate their parents. I guess like if it becomes a legal matter, that's when you can bring an expert in. But that still seems dubious to me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? Especially when you're signing a lease. And it's like, nobody, including me, knows what my signature looks like. You, you know? You should just have like, the like the way that that should work is like anything official you sh- you sign there should be like video or photographic evidence of it. Yeah, like that should just be standard. I guess that's what like a notary is, right? Yeah, like I guess need that like is a notary for like super official shit. Right, notaries are fucking annoying as shit too, though. But I'm at that, I, that still bugs me that that's a job. Just someone. It's like yeah, I get paid to also be there when people sign shit, and then I sign it. I mean, yeah. that's a great job <laughs> if you think about it. No, it's a great job if you like sneak your way into it, but right. anytime I have to like pay for a notary to authorize shit, I'm pissed off. I've never done the other day, Liv actually um my girlfriend Liv 
her car was towed in Miami. She's living down in Miami temporarily. And um, they towed her car, but it's registered in her dad's name. Mm-hmm. And she tried to go pick it up. And they were like, we can't release this car to you. Right. And she was like, well, you know, what if my dad calls, you know, blah, 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 and like gives you all this information? They're like, no, like the only way is you have to like overnight a notarized written letter from him authorizing the release of this car to you. Oh my God. So like that was my first, and I was like, so he has to go to like a lawyer. Like how did, and she was like, no, you can go to like a library. You can yeah. like, and I was, I, I've never notarized anything. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I've never There's done a notary public like on like York road right over there. I mean, what a business. If you think about it, it's like get a wax stamp and then you just show up. You're like, yeah, I saw that. Boom. Send it. Send it. That'll be yeah. 80 bucks, please. Damn, you're right. I should start notary. I should become a notary. <laughs> I think that's say a, you're a notary. <laughs> I might be a notary, honestly. <laughs> Who's going to really check the wax stamp? I bet you could do, like, you could get recognized as a notary public just like you can get your, like, pastor's license to marry people online. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's probably, like, right. 50 bucks, and you watch, like, some YouTube videos. That seems way better than like doing like chat desk or whatever the fuck the it side just hustle seems, is. There are certain mm-hmm. things like in this day and age that still amaze me that still exists. Like honestly, whenever I have to deal with anything that's still dealt with primarily over like physical mail, I'm dumbfounded at the, the fact that that exists. Like I had a uh, I had to dispute a charge on my credit card um, in New York City. Which now that I look back on, I'm pretty sure I did it and was just drunk. (laughs) 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 But like, regardless, I like called him up and I was like, and again, it really tunes you into like how they say shit works and how it really works. Like everybody kind of goes along in their day to day going like, yeah, like somebody steals my card and makes a charge. Like, I'll get that back. And then it's like, oh, wait, actually, no. What happens is you call them up and they're like, um, yeah, we can't really prove that it wasn't you, so no. And I'm like, well, did you look? And they're like, I don't know. You got to like mail us a letter. Yeah. And it, literally, they only dealt with it in paper mail. And like so much of that shit is like made purposefully tedious. Mm-hmm. So that like if you have like a $50 charge and it's like, okay, so here's what you got to do. You got to mail us this, this, and this. Wait about two to three weeks. We'll mail you back our results. And if you want to dispute those results, then it's all dealt with in paper mail. And at a certain point, they're just kind of banking on the average person just being like, dude, Fuck it's it. 50 fucking dollars. Like um, literally the other night, I had a, um, I was playing at the horse and it was really ironic because, uh, so, so like this guy had just bought me a shot at the horse. They were from Kentucky or whatever. It was his big private party in the back. And he was like, they were all in suits and stuff like lawyer insurance guys. And, um, he, he goes outside and somebody stops me mid set towards the end of the night. They're like, dude, some dude just fell on your car and like left a huge fucking dent. Cause what I had parked fuck? right out front. I come outside and this guy is just like sitting on the sidewalk, just like, uh, and there's a big dent in my car. And like, I'm sitting there going like, you know, this guy's wasted. He's incoherent. And like, what was super ironic is the, it was a car insurance convention. Like (laughs) (laughs) it was peak irony. (laughs) Like all these guys that work for all these car insurance companies and then they fuck up my car. I'm like, this is unreal. So like, I'm trying to get this guy's information and it's like, at a certain point, it becomes impossible because it's like, I got his name. And then thankfully, the other guy that was with him was like, all right, here's what you do. Like, here's his name. Here's his blah, 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 blah. And like, you know, so I like text him to get his information. He doesn't respond. And it's like, I call up my insurance company. Like, yeah, you got a $100 deductible. It was like $800 of damage. So I got to pay 100 bucks. And I'm like, 
like at a certain point, I'm like trying to track this guy down just to get so it can go through his insurance. But ultimately, it only saves me a hundred bucks. Right. And it's like, at what point does it just become like, all right, what am I going to fucking like? He's going to keep dogging me and ignoring me. I've dealt with this in the past. I, I, I had a situation when I was um at Cheesecake Factory in Taos. It's been like eight, nine years ago. And uh, I was parked in the parking garage and somebody had uh, in the spot next to me just completely knocked off my rearview mirror. And when I came out, I saw my rearview mirror was knocked off, but there was a note from somebody else that saw it. And so that other person that saw it went, oh, yeah, like this is the license plate of the guy who did it. Here's my phone number. You know, so I called up insurance. I was like, look, this happened. Um, I have a witness. I have the license plate number, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay, great. So they, they track down the license plate. They call the person. The person just denies it. They're like, yeah, that wasn't me. I didn't do that. And then they're like, okay. So then the police look into it and they're like, yeah. And of course, and it's like this four week process where like, they're like, okay, so the cops and I call up like three weeks later. I'm like, so what's the deal? They're like, oh yeah. Uh, the police say that the security cameras uh, didn't see, couldn't see it from any angle. And I was like, isn't that, isn't that always the case? <clears throat> Literally any fucking time I've ever had to rely on security camera footage, mm-hmm. always miraculously, it's just the one spot even where no cameras are. Yeah. Here's the problem. Even if a security camera does uh, catch it, it's rarely high resolution enough to like confirm the license plate. Mm-hmm. It's always like 240p. Well, also the problem with security cameras is businesses aren't putting them up to watch whoever's in their business. They're putting them up to watch their own employees to make sure they're not like stealing shit or yeah. fucking off. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it's just those at those points in life are really when it kind of hits you where you're like, oh, like we kind of just walk around in our day to day assuming like, oh, this system is in place. And if this happens then I can do this. And then when you actually need to rely on any of that shit, you realize it's all bullshit. Yeah, it's like, all fake or for appearances. Yeah. Like when our well, office got well, robbed at like the old ATB office, they stole like a camera and a bunch of lenses and shit. And there's literally a camera that's pointed at the door where you leave our office. And mm-hmm. it was like 40p. Yeah. It was yeah. like, how do you have a camera this old? Yeah. It's insane. And it, it really tunes you in. It's like, it, it just, anytime I've ever had to deal with that shit, dude, it's always been just a mind open experience. Just like, and it's like, this shit happens. And it's like, I'm paying my insurance company like all this money a month, like $170 a month. And I call them up there, like, and the guy literally on the phone, I was like, look, I have his first and last name, I have the company he works for. And they're like, uh, do you have anything else? I'm like, they were like, do you have his policy number? Do you have this? I was like, look, the guy was wasted. Like, he couldn't even speak. He couldn't even stand. Like, I couldn't really get that information out at the time. I got his number from this person. Like, oh, I mean, I got this, that, the other thing. And they're like, all right, so you need to like find this out, find this. And I'm like, what am I paying? Like, at, at a yeah, certain why point, it's like, you fucking what am I that? paying you for? You know, it's like, I'm paying you guys $170 a month. I've been paying you guys that amount a month for like four years. So, like, you have thousands upon thousands of dollars, you know? Backing on. Also, it's, it's, it's also your such money, a bitch. Because you have to. This is the other frustrating thing. Is like you also have to have insurance to drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to fucking pay them this money, um, and they do jack shit for you. There's so yeah. many. So how many mandatory services do they tell you that you have to have for your safety and other people's safety mm-hmm. that are then you have to jump through these fucking hoops to get anything out of them? Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh. Truly, truly mind-boggling, dude. Yeah. So no. now it's just like it's gonna cost me a hundred bucks to do that, and she's like, "Great." I drove down to Fell's Point 
for $150 to play, and now a hundred of that is going to pay the fucking dent in my car. It's like a $50 yeah. night. And then like, now awesome. your insurance is going to raise, too. Yeah, and now my insurance is going to raise. And it's like, every why, yeah, why the fuck? Dude, I don't understand the way credit and insurance works. I don't understand why you get penalized for being responsible. For using it. For, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. For using the service you're paying for. Yeah. It is such fucking horseshit. And both things that are like semi-mandatory. Mm-hmm. You literally have to have both to do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's completely fucked. Oh god, I get so angry. Yeah, Liv had a situation um, where she was she bought a flight and she she actually purchased flight insurance for it, so she had to cancel or like post or change the flight, and it was like thirty dollars insurance. And then the same thing, she had to cancel the flight, and they're like, oh, uh, same thing. Like you got a fucking mail assist. They give you like a list of five things that like really the only way you would have to like the only you have to like call the the flight back up again get all this like random information then like email them to them in five separate emails. it was like literally when she was describing to me i was like this is insane and again it all comes down to it's 30 bucks and the average person when it comes down to 30 dollars is going to be like dude am i really going to take the next full day of my life trying to jump through all these hoops to get $30 back or do right. you just blow it off as a loss and honestly that's how so many of these companies make money i mean they price it at the exact amount that you're like fuck it i don't care yeah fuck it yeah. that flight insurance thing is crazy because like it's supposed to be like for any it the, the idea behind flight insurance is like if you miss it for any reason you're supposed to be Yeah able that's to the yeah. oh yeah that's the other thing they made her have to like they were like submit your reason we have to review your reason to make sure it uh is eligible and i was like well you got to like give them you have to like prove you have to give them like a valid like you can't just be like yeah i changed my flight you have to be like uh like it's a doctor's note at school yeah. like explaining why you didn't my show grandma up grandma like, died and on the way to the funeral my aunt died and yeah then i had to go to the hospital my dog my ate my dog ticket died. like, yeah, like, like, like it's like dude i'm a grown adult i paid you 30 dollars in case this thing happened and it happened can you take care of it and they're like um i don't know i need a doctor's note i need something it's like fuck you so dude fucking unbelievable 30 goddamn years old. Yeah. I, writing uh, a note. There's nothing. My I mom's mean, signing it. Nothing makes me. <laughs> I'm dead. Sign Jimmy's mom. Please refund this $30. <laughs> nothing, truly, nothing makes me angrier than like just failures of bureaucracy. Like as I get older, I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Well, that's what is all this shit? That's what growing up really is. And I think that when they talk about like how your philosophies change from when you're like a young kid in high school and um, like early college and even late college and even early to mid 20s, how your mindset changes. And really what happens, I think, for most people is you're taught all these things. You go to school, you learn about civics and you learn about the police and you learn about hospitals and schools and all these things and like how everything works and how everything in theory is supposed to work. And then as you get pushed out into the real world, one by one, experience by experience, you slowly start to realize that like all that shit you were told, although it in theory is how it's supposed to work, none of it actually works that way. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like the main thing when people talk about like with communism, for instance, like why right. so many more younger kids are more on board with this idea of like everybody just does their part and blah, blah, blah. It's like that's because you haven't lived long enough <laughs> to understand yeah. that when you have anything set up in that way, it takes about 0.4 seconds until somebody takes advantage of it, until somebody has no incentive to actually do their job because they make the same amount of money regardless yeah. and everything goes to shit. 
you know? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Definitely. And that's what growing up is. Growing up is understanding that the police are there to take notes after something happens. Yeah. That's what fucking happens. They I never I, do anything. I watched one of my, co I don't think I told you about this, but mm. um, I told Scott about this. This guy that used to work at and like he was always a cool guy to me, blah, nice. blah, blah, blah. But there was like a, an altercation in the back parking garage. I haven't seen him in years, but like we were all at this bar in Towson and this altercation happened in the parking garage. Um, the same parking garage that years prior I had gotten sent to court for because their card machine was jammed and I couldn't get out. And so I just like lifted the gate. Turns out that the gate broke and it was a $7 part that broke, but the, the, the fee for repair was 180. So they sent me to court because I, I, I plead not guilty. I was like, dude, fuck that. Like, I, you I know, there was yeah. trapped in a fucking park. Yeah, why yeah. not pay someone to be here exactly. to let me out? Exactly. So instead of paying someone, staffing the place, they put high resolution cameras there just to catch anybody who fucks up. So I went to court, fought it. They charged me with malicious disruption of property, which in order to prove that, you literally have to prove that I went in there with malicious intent to destroy the thing. You, it, you, it's not even just about proving that I broke it. It's about proving that I did it with malicious intent. That's right. the charge. So like I'm sitting there and be like, clearly I had a reason. Clearly there's like all this other thing. Anyway, the whole, I've told the story before. I'm not going to get into it. But like basically I'm familiar with the fact that they have cameras and all this shit. So like right at the barrier, in fact, the barrier was broken by this fight. So this fight happens. This guy gets like jumped by like a bunch of different people. Winds up getting knocked out, like out cold for like literally 20 seconds. It was scary. Mm. And, um, and like, you know, so like one of the girls that was there calls the police and the police show up and they're just like, we're just like trying to, this guy's like kind of incoherent, just coming back to, and like his friend is wasted and like just trying to like talk up the situation. Like he was like this big macho guy. I was like, yeah, as soon as I came over, they all scattered. Like I was like, dude, that's not what fucking happened. Like you're not helping anything. And like the dude, you know, on his mark, you know, wasn't even trying to press charges. The dude that got knocked out. Cause it was kind of like, it was a mutual altercation, but it was just like, they were jumped by like multiple people. And like, I was just, I, you know, as soon as I saw it happen, I was like, dude, everybody back off. And like, they, they all scattered. They fucking knocked over the other parking barrier on that side, leaving in a rush. The, the other parking barrier on this side was knocked over by the fight. And the mm. cops show up and they're just like, yeah, so you're going to press charge. And the guy was like, no. And they were like, all right. And then we were like, all right, but like, you know, like, uh, blah, blah, blah. They were like, yeah, you know, all the bars are closed. So, and, and Liv was like, wait, are you, are you like, we're, we didn't, we're not trying to go out right now. Like, like we're trying to like fix this situation. And like these guys just sitting there like, yeah, well, you know, blah, 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 just get home and blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, I'm telling you for a fact, like this is going to be a thing because, you know, just bring, I was like, I went, I know they have cameras here. I told you the, ex I'm sitting there explaining. I was like, all right, there's only been one car that's left in the past 10 minutes. Uh, between the hours of 1, 1 50 a.m. and 2.05 a.m., blah, blah, blah. And this guy's just like zoning out. And I'm like, <laughs> did you get any of that? And he's like, yeah, I got it. I was like, what time did I just say? He was like, uh, well, I was like, I said 1.50 to 2.05 a.m. And then the other cop oh was God. like, all right, man, you don't need to get aggressive. I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to get aggressive. I'm trying to help you do your job because I'm telling you, even if he doesn't press charges, this is going to be a thing. And he's like, yeah, man, we got it. I'm wearing a body camera, dude. I'm like, you weren't here. Yeah. You weren't yeah. here. Like you, you have a body camera of this conversation, and yeah. they're just like, "Well," and I'm like, "I'm literally just watching these two dudes. Just, just their job is to not do their job." Yeah, yeah. Dude, cops yeah. are amazing because like cops have cops. I, I mean, they do. I obviously do have authority, but like they, they talk like they're experts on every situation, mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. rarely know like. The full scope. What is going on? It's so funny, yeah. and it's funny how much like I have people in my family who just like trust cops implicitly, and my so like where I live. So my grandmother lives in Arnold. I think about this all the time. 
Uh, my grandmother lives in Arnold, and when you come up onto her house, it's like this really steep hill down Ritchie Highway, and there's a light that, that changes kind of quickly from green to red. And she, um, one, one day she was coming down, and it switched to red, and she was already going so fast that she had to like slam on the brakes really fast, and there was a cop behind her, mm. and the cop got upset at her because she slammed on the brakes too hard, and he had to slam on his brakes. And so he like... I don't know if I can't remember when he talked to her. I don't know if he told her to pull over or what, but the cop told her, he goes, Hey, the next time that happens, he goes, just go right through the red light. Cause it's much safer to do that than doing what you just did. So my grandmother's like, so now I know like next time the, the light turns red and I'm going, I'm just going to go through it because that cop told me to, I'm like, yeah, that fucking cop told you to. Do you think that he's gonna t- like let every other yeah. cop know? Like, hey, I told this old woman in in the in this yeah. sedan to blow through this. Re- it's like I'm emailing Governor Ritchie as we speak, letting like, him if, know. If you, if you listen to that advice that he gave you, just because he was pissed that you hit the brakes too fast, mm-hmm. you will get pulled over. You'll for or sure get arrested. You're gonna get t-boned or by t- a fucking car, right? Even like. worse. Yeah, you won't get arrested. Like you'll get pulled over, fucking be in a car crash. Like, yeah, it was so, like I'm like you can't just listen to that guy because he's a cop yeah yeah Yeah, and that's the thing it's like people really do go through their lives like really like looking at these people in positions of authority and truly thinking that there's something magical about this this title that makes them like this all-seeing all-knowing thing and it's a big issue because we dealt with that with so many different issues you know just even the past two years but it's like that mentality of like uh, like, oh, this person is this person, so I'm gonna trust him. It's a childish mentality. Yeah, for sure. When I meet people that think like that, it's immediately the same type of mentality. I call it Santa Claus syndrome because it's this idea that, like, it's just like, oh, like, or the same way that kid, a kid feels about adults. Like, when you're a kid and you look at adults, you're like, oh, adults have it figured out. Adults have this, and it's like, then you become an adult, you realize, oh, wait. They're just grown up kids. And it's like the same thing. It's like there are literal full grown adults that walk around really thinking that this cop and this teacher and every doctor and every therapist and every politician. It's like, no, dude, they're just people with jobs. Yeah. And if you don't have the wherewithal to, 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 to live life by your own terms and understand that we're all just human beings, nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Just yeah. in nobody really knows what the fuck is going on here, like on a on a broad universal scale. Nobody knows what the fuck is happening. Yeah, yeah nobody, nobody. We're all knows. just like living it, you know. And if you don't have that mindset, then it's like you're permanently a child. That's I mean, that's you know. No, no, I I I I, I totally agree. I completely <sighs> agree. He's Louise. Uh, speaking of positions, I figure we should probably bring it up. Just we we've, we've touched upon it before, I guess. But I I kind of just wanted to give a, a brief. Shout out. Uh, I don't know anything about this. And to be quite frank, I don't care. But, you know, Queen Elizabeth did die. Yeah. Shout out. It's Queen important. Of Qua- shout out. Queen of Hearts. That's a good nickname for her. I think that's she was literally called the Queen of Hearts. That's I awesome. That was like I, don't, moniker. I don't know what the Queen does. And I think that's something unique to England or Britain. I guess it's Britain because she's a queen of all of Britain, right? Yeah, but she's yeah. It's, it's 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 total. It's a figurehead. Like she doesn't. She's not like the um. Like who has the real power in Britain? Is it the, the prime, prime minister, minister or the parliament or parliament? Yeah. yeah. But like, it wasn't that long ago that they really still did have power. Like King. Like I'm pretty sure. Like the king during the World Wars was like actively a dude like most well yeah yeah we're, i think i think post-world war ii is where a lot of countries because that's when japan uh, post-war japan is when they moved away from like the emperor and stuff yeah, yeah. they yeah. moved away from like well not feudalism because that was way that, it, it was po- it was post-feudalism but it was still imperial yeah. like 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 the, the mm-hmm. army was literally the japanese imperial army in mm-hmm. world war ii i i think so yeah like post uh world war one and two is when 
countries move to the the more modern forms of government that we see now. Yeah, and it's it's weird just because like I was like looking up because I, I got kind of interested. It is kind of fascinating that like these people have preserved this bloodline for like thousands of years that like you could trace every single person back to like people you read in history books like king louis the fourth and like and that a lot of these royal families were connected across countries too like you Mm -hmm. know they would intermarry like you know queen of france or whatever would marry the fucking whatever and it's like well like the famous thing is like the king of england the king of germany and the king of russia were all brothers right Mm -hmm. yeah Mm mm-hmm I did not know that, but that sounds correct. It was like what? <laughs> it was World War One was when that all happened. Yeah, I think so. It's fascinating on that level to understand like just how centralized so much of the power being held just in Western civilization is. And then like looking back at like, you know, King George during World War the guy they had like mil- the men at least, like the kings and the princes had to serve in the military. Like they were like actively like fighter pilots and shit. I don't know if they were really I, I doing think, like dangerous missions. I think that still like, happens. I want to say um, Prince Andrew served because he claimed yeah. that that was part of his defense for uh, talking like when um, was it uh, Virginia Guffrey? Was that the woman who accused him? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But she she like described how sweaty he was and mm-hmm. he claimed he's like, well, that, that couldn't be true because I have a condition from my time in the service where I can't I, sweat. I can't sweat. I no longer <laughs> sweat under any kind of circumstance. Never sweated. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Even when I'm on a literal fuck ton of E, <laughs> I don't sweat. <laughs> Shout out Party Prince, dude. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to inter- interrupt you. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't really going anywhere particular with it. I just, you know, I, I, I think it's like I've never been that into the royalty thing. I yeah, think no, a lot of that. Stupid. I think a lot of that shit is more for, for girls in I, general. I think they get much. <laughs> I, I do. I think they get much more fascinating with like, oh, my God, she's a princess. And like, like people cared about lady diana and it's like, look at the i was five at the time so mm. like maybe i would have cared if i was like 25 Someone says, princess yeah. die is like uh, i don't know you should never you should never listen to david ike david ike is like this crazy like i, think I remember like, david ike i think he's like a british conspiracy theorist he's, he's the one who's talked about like the um like the the weird reasons for why the royal bloodline has been kept so pure talking yeah. about like reptilians mm. and shit um but it but uh, you know you've you've heard the theory that like princess die was killed because like she was she like w- marrying a saudi prince or some bullshit and also she was like speaking out against a lot of people in the royal like she literally called them the lizards mm. like wow. people that she, she called the duke oh god i care i'm gonna fuck it up i can't remember which duke she called uh, a lizard, but like she would call a bunch of royal family members like lizards and reptiles. Wow! And see, see, that? like those type of conspiracy theories. We touched. We were talking about this. It was the Duke of Edinburgh. We I'm were sorry. talking about this like last podcast. Actually, surprise, surprise, conspiracies. Um, but like those things, like the idea of Princess Diana being like coordinated uh, of some type of like to kill her. These that doesn't. The fact that that seems so out of the realm of possibility for so many like non-conspiracy minded people, it's like, dude, people conspire to kill random people in their neighborhood on oh, a weekly yeah. basis. Like, if some guy fucked you over on a drug deal, people conspire to kill yeah. that guy. Like, yeah. in uh, in Hamden, there was like this uh, abandoned house behind the giant, and like a bunch of people were squatting in it. And one of the neighbors literally drove their truck into the abandoned house to get it condemned to kick those people out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, people do wild yeah. shit. And now we're talking about. Well, dude, it's funny because, like, the argument that people, like, the rational argument is, like, people are like, oh, really? You really think that it'd be that neat? And, like, you know, when you talk about people killing people, whether mm-hmm. it's, like, Seth Rich or who's that guy? Seth Rich or whatever. Yeah. The yeah. guy who shot the his own back of the head two or times. Mm-hmm. Or that guy, uh, the guy who wrote about, um, he wrote that article about, like, uh, um, 
I think it was like the CIA and uh, cocaine or maybe the FBI. Mm-hmm. I wish it. Gary Webb. Gary like Webb. The, the car like drove him in. Like no, killed him or some shit. Th- this was a guy in the 80s or 90s because he was mm. covering like um, the it was specifically like cocaine coming from Mexico. Like I think during the Reagan administration, I think his name was Gary Webb. Um, but the rational argument people always make is like it's like it's like you really think they'd be able to do that and nobody would find out. And it's like, no, people are clearly finding out. Yeah. Like I mean, it's literally not neat and tidy. There are a yeah. bunch of loose ends. That's why people are like you know, connecting these dots. But that that's what goes back to what we were just talking about, about like just the incompetence of bureaucracy and the systems and institutions we have in place. It's like, like when you understand just how much the system actually doesn't work, and then you pair that with the fact that now, now it's an exponential thing because now it's like the average person, even for something simple, like, uh, you know, if somebody crashes into your car and just says, I didn't do it. And the police are like, well, our hands are tied. Nothing we can do. He said he didn't do it. So I guess he didn't do it. And then it's like, then you combine that with people who are actually in positions of power who can actually also manipulate how these things are dealt with. And it's like, yeah, it seems very fucking believable that when you combine a bunch of incompetent people in positions of authority with malicious people in positions of power that they can pull shit off. And just get shit done, like, and then you look at, like, JFK and, and, like, Princess Diana and all these different, like, covert things. It's like, yeah, if you can, like I said before, if you can conspire a group of guys to kill a drug dealer that fucked them over, Mm -hmm. then a bunch of people that control the police, that control the law, the legal system can certainly conspire against somebody who's threatening their billions and billions of dollars of fucking wealth and and estate. It's funny. I think, I think it's even... I think the answer to like how they, if these things do happen, which I think they do, the, the way that they know they can get away with it is like, it's the simplest answer of all time. They're just counting on people being too preoccupied with their own lives to do it, yeah. which everybody is. I mean, like, e- like even, and there has been shit that's, pro- I mean, it feels like Jeffrey Epstein was pretty fucking out in the open. There was a Netflix documentary yeah. about it. It seems to be a pretty popular opinion that he was involved. He had like multiple ties to multiple intelligence agencies. He clearly was close friends with politicians and yeah. you know, Bill Gates, Bill Clinton, all this yeah. stuff. But the, but the problem is nobody has a lot of us, people in the middle and below middle class right now. Nobody has enough money or enough resources or even enough free time to like band together and do something mm-hmm. about it. That's also kind of fucking scary. Also, like if you have a family, like they're going to take precedence over any kind of like righteous indignation you feel yeah. about like an alleged political assassination, right? So that's the only thing they have to count on. The mm-hmm. only thing they have to count on is that people will be too preoccupied with their own lives to do anything. I am so sorry. This is the kind of episode we're doing. I thought, no, is this, is this okay? This is like I, every I'm, other week. All right, good. I was right. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, should it be funnier? <laughs> no, um, but literally yeah, last week we talked about uh, 9-11. Yeah, for like 9-11. Hours. Yeah. Dude, it's funny. My friend Robbie, Robbie Goodwin, who's a very funny comic, um, like I don't, offhand, like I think honestly, like I think there's, like I'm probably like what you cons- would consider like a marginal 9/11 truther. Like I'm mm, like similar like because like, there have been like similar things. How many how many incidents have we used as have we either like orchestrated or allowed to happen as an excuse to get involved in a in a foreign war yes. where mm-hmm. where there's there's resources that we're obviously like very invested in controlling mm-hmm. with yeah. with where literally we were attacked by like Muslim guys from Afghanistan and we went to Iraq where the fucking yeah. war was. Like yeah. like 
It it it, it couldn't on its face be shadier. Yeah, and we were friend, talking about what the Banana Republics last week. Yeah, and oh, just like, like we literally did it for fruit. And the, why wouldn't yeah. we do it for oil? Exactly. And the CIA, heroin, 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 yeah. And like the CIA working with you know working with funding these rebel groups in these other countries and well, working, of course, like, yeah, we we get it's it's we're doing it right now. I mean, I don't know if the, if it'll have the same outcome with Ukrainians. I really doubt it. But it's so funny that like. You know, we didn't learn the lesson from arming the Mujahideen fighters against the Soviets. Mm -hmm. And then what? Like literally how many years later? 15 years later, Mm -hmm. maybe 15 or 20. I don't I'm trying to remember when the Soviet uh, Iranian conflict or yeah, Soviet. it was Iran. Yeah. When that conflict was that like, okay, now these same guys yeah flying planes into new york well that's that's what they benefit because the average person like you said only has a certain amount of limit they can care and also afghanistan yeah sorry i'm so fucking stupid afghanistan Mm -hmm. but also everyone's so short term no one thinks about long-term effects (laughs) and also yeah that's you fucking wound it up and you forgot that it was gonna start fucking spinning (laughs) well it's a combination of that and also just the, the the general public and I mean, this could be a conspiracy or not. This could be purposeful or just another result of just incompetence. But like, the general public is not educated enough to to understand. Like, it, that's why it is important to understand history. Because if you understand history, then you think about things like the Bay of Pigs incident. You think about things like the Gulf of Tonkin. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying things. If you ask me to explain all these things <laughs> out and out, I can't, can't. because I'm it's not a, about Iran Contra. Yeah, but, I don't but know. But Isn't that a video game? But, yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because it was even a similar thing with like with um. Vietnam, you know, part of the reason why we got roped into Vietnam was because France wanted their territory back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were threatening us of like, if you don't help us reclaim this territory that was ours before. Listen, World we're War trying II. to take credit for the Bon Me sandwich. <laughs> no one can stop us. They took our fucking bread. We nailed <laughs> it in New Orleans. It would be goddamn, shitty cuisine. It would be, a, it would be <laughs> shitty gook food without our goddamn French bread. But, but like, but so similarly, we got pressured into that. By France, because and I and I, if I'm remembering correctly, France was kind of threatening us with like you know if you don't help us reclaim this territory that's ours, then like maybe we'll get friendly with Russia, yeah, you know, the other like world superpower on the rise. So, here you go. Oh fuck! Bless <laughs> you. Do it, do it, do it. Bless you. God damn, dude. This is the one thing that I like. The, the my allergies are so much worse on the East Coast. Than yeah, because you're really... used to LA shit. Yeah. Well, everything, everything is a proxy war. And and all these things when you hear about, like I've brought up a thousand times. Have you, have you played Metal Gear Solid 4? I have not. Metal Gear, if, I don't know if you've ever played Metal, so Metal Gear, I'll, 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 I'm sorry, I hate yeah. to interrupt you, but like I was replaying. Two's a good one too. Two for is, some so, government shit. Dude, two is, so two, literally, the amazing thing about two is that two is literally about like digital misinformation mm-hmm. and about how like the advent of the internet being available to everyone will cause so it's kind of like what we're seeing right now it's yeah. like it, i think there's literally a line in it where it's like that like the rise of unfettered like the spread of of just like uninhibited mass disinformation will literally like he says something like it'll it will halt humanity's evolution which yeah. is like literally what's happened. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. like, like, and we're seeing it on such a clear downward. So Metal Gear Solid 2 is amazing because it's basically all about like the internet age and like social media. And like, it's kind of about like Joe Rogan. It's, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and Metal Gear Solid 4 is about a future. I think Metal Gear Solid 4 takes place in, in like 28. It came out in 2007. It takes place in like 2015 or 2017 or something. Wow. And it's all about how 
national armies have been dissolved and every conflict is contracted out to private military groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about how every single war is a, is a proxy war. No weapons can be fired without like digital, like uh, there's like fingerprint scanners on every gun. So like people aren't allowed to own weapons. Only PMCs are. And wars are, are, are fought as like, purely business matters pmc being private private military, military contractor. contractors yes. yeah okay and, and so and so like like war it's war is like purely an industry yeah it's 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 really really interesting and the thing is it's like and i i always found this fascinating even like reading like when i got in my like big philosophical phase like in early uh like when i was like 19 20 years old i got really into reading like plato socrates like Rene Descartes, and stuff like that and i always found it fascinating that like when you're talking about the, the cool thing about philosophy is that it's it's a general just the way shit works and it doesn't it's not time specific it's just the discussion of human nature and the existent and the nature of existence and those things are so pertinent like you could read something that Marcus Aurelius wrote in 400 AD or read something that Socrates wrote or Plato wrote in like BC times and all these things are so pertinent and relevant and it's like if you take that same thought process and you realize that like you go to the Roman empire, you go to the Greek empire, the Egyptians, all the, the, the Ottomans, the British, like all these empires and what they were doing and all the tactics they, that they use and how they, how they wage political power for proxy wars and why proxy wars were fought over natural resources and funding certain people. The enemy of my enemy is my friend and like being like, Oh, Greeks, you guys hate the Turkish. They've been ruling you for hundreds of years. Like we'll fund you guys. That way you can defeat the Ottoman empire. That way we have a better, the British will fund the Greeks and that way we can have a easier trade route to India, which we're colonizing. It's like when you understand all the history behind it, all that shit and how it works, then you can look at modern day events and be like, oh wait, like it's not some weird divine sense of prophecy that George Orwell was writing the things in 1940 about the year 1984 and like people look at it as like, how could he have known? It's right. like, how could he know? Because this shit has been going on for millennia. Well, There's it, nothing new. It is really funny how like, like my big thing that freaks me out right now is like AI. Have you guys followed like that, um, the, the AI, uh, um, there's like that AI image generator thing that everybody posts now. Yeah, the Dolly. And it's, well, there's Do- there's Dolly Mini and then there's the actual one. Mm-hmm. And the actual one is, it's so funny because like three months ago, people would put shit into Dolly and it would look like mush. Yeah. And now they put shit in and it literally looks like a perfect photograph of the thing you described. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, this is, it's, I'm like, I'm like, if only there weren't hundreds of years of literature warning us not to do this. Yeah. <laughs> because like people are already talking now, just like, yeah, we don't really know what's going to happen in six months when this stuff is smarter than us. Like, yeah. we hope yeah. we can control it. But, um, it is really, I will just say, you said, um, Marcus Aurelius a couple minutes ago and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I think I saw him at the motor house doing five minutes. <laughs> Doesn't that just sound like a black comic? You're thinking, you're thinking of dark Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> dark Marcus. Marcus Aurelius Darkest Marcus. Like, Marcus Aurelius sounds like he has an amazing six minutes on fucking your bitch from the side. <laughs> you want to get that bitch on the side so you see her feet and titties in the face. The no. full act out. <laughs> he puts the stool on its side. He goes down on the ground with the stool. Yeah. <laughs> no, he eats the stool's pussy, dude. <laughs> he gets ready. <laughs> I bet you like ribs. The deep fakes. The deep fakes are becoming scary. And the other thing is that again, we always walk through life thinking that like we have it figured out, but nobody knows what's happening at the very next moment. Like literally in the next minute, something could happen that changes everything we thought we knew or thought we had planned for the future about anything. And that's kind of yeah. like we all kind of exist with this like 
baseline arrogance and it's not even arrogance it's just like assuredness that like what we think is happening like like you know we talked about with the jfk stuff with like when they lobotomize his sister and it's like yeah at the time oh yeah it's crazy at the time that was the most progressive like innovative like that was the science of the day and they were right. like yeah this is what we do and then years later we look back and be like dude how the fuck did they think that was okay and now we're looking at the stuff we're doing now with like the deep fakes are scary like how good shit is getting at like just like you can just like superimpose somebody's face it's like it's getting so good that yeah. like very near in the future it's like reality is going to almost be indecipherable from what the opposite what the fuck is the opposite of reality fucking uh, not reality fantasy. well th fantasy. it's funny th it's funny this is where there's like actually an interesting um there's an interesting argument for uh, the way China controls um, the internet in their country, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's it's funny. I was even thinking about this. Like, um, you know, that, like China created TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. And it, oh, TikTok yeah. is TikTok is in China. You're only allowed to be on TikTok for one hour a day. That they 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 cap it there. But of course, when it comes over here, like it's the biggest thing ever. People are addicted to it. Yeah, it, it feels like the way like the U.S. would like send drugs to like South American countries to yes. like, destabilize them. Mm -hmm. And I so it's funny when it comes to the internet. I'm really torn. This is also an argument that they make in Metal Gear Solid 2. It's there's like a whole there, it's great. There's a whole philosophical argument about like whether or not censorship is actually better for humanity because of disinformation. And mm -hmm. and 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 it applies to real life too. When you look at like how much disinformation and just like general social unrest is a result of the internet and more specifically social media, mm -hmm. it's like I don't know, maybe maybe it would be better if we had like a Chinese nanny state, like, you know, a censoring how much we're allowed to be online yeah. or even what we're allowed to look at. I don't know. It, that also doesn't feel right. It but, does. Well, but, I, I would yeah, say this. It goes against like whatever our freedoms are that like I, we always boast about. I, you but know, I at guess, the same time, like a lot of people need to be fucking reined in. Dude, I guess, but it's also like, are you, does, do your freedoms entitle you to this thing that didn't even really exist until 15 years ago, really? And, and was created to kind, and like, was also created to exploit you and your attention. Like, mm -hmm. like, you know, like, like, like companies like, I guess it's meta now, but like social media companies, yeah, internet Facebook companies. Facebook is like, they want you to be on there as long as possible. It's it's designed to get you addicted. It's like, it's like in some ways, it's like you're like, you know, you're like fighting for, like I said, you're fighting for your right to like do this horrible drug. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know, but but it's weird because I'm also I'm also like pro drug legalization. Yeah, me too. So maybe it doesn't. Maybe my argument doesn't make sense. Well, it, it is it is a tough discussion because it's like yes, the access to all this misinformation is dangerous. At the same time, the problem you run into when you have like what you're saying, like a Chinese nanny state, is sure the idea of controlled information sounds safer until you start thinking about well, who controls it? Because at that point, then you're dealing with like look, you know, like inevitably, inevitably. When you give people the power to control all the information that that comes across your desk as a, as a, as a, f a free adult, then you're giving up your ability. Like like it it what it almost comes down to which is more dangerous. Like yeah, it, it, Ryden it, makes this exact argument. Metagame <laughs> too. It's really great. <laughs> well, you have to you have to kind of like you have to kind of almost kind of accept the chaos. Like like understand that like the way nature works is uh. Uh, you know, like I, I've always tried to like, if you're trying to, for me, if I'm trying to think of like how social, it is a very social Darwinist type of thing because Darwin is of course the guy who was like survival of the fittest, like, you know, and they call it like the free market of ideas and things like that. Like the way nature works is they throw a bunch of different shit at it and whichever 
prospers like whichever like oh let's try a thing with three legs and then if that thing <laughs> winds up sucking and not being able to mate and reproduce then like eventually you start finding like oh oh how come every fucking thing has two eyes and how come everything like i, I can i you know like so this is it's it's weird i i don't know if this if this is gonna make sense this is just a problem i have every time somebody brings up darwinism and evolution mm-hmm. i still don't actually understand how that how evolution and darwinism works so i i like no i understand, yeah. I understand in theory yeah. That like like things with more advantageous mutations will survive longer than things that do. But it's not like animals are suddenly born with like a full on ass mutation. It's something like you have to wait for like generations for like a stub to eventually like, you know, mutate into like a tail or an appendage that gives them an, adv- an advantage. And if the other if like wouldn't it just have already been fucking eaten by a predator? You know what I mean? Like I've never understood how there was how enough time was able to pass for the animal to evolve into its advantage without yeah. being so similar I mean, it's, enough. It's, well, animals also, it's not like they just have one or two kids. They're having like, they're having a ton of kids, a ton sure. of kids. And then the ones that it's, I don't but know. Here's my question. Why, why don't Darwinism we... was with like the birds, right? Like right, he but... saw the same birds on three different islands, but they looked different because of whatever they were eating, whatever they were hiding from, mm-hmm. whatever they were killing. But then, but why don't we see then, and maybe it has to do with like the way things are bred now, but why don't we see like mutations that we can track in real time over the past like hundred years or whatever? Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's on a... like people <laughs> on or... like on people or on animals that like give them an, a survival advantage. Cause I'm like, I feel like we don't, I feel like animals have kind of fucking been the same for like a while now. I'm like, mm. how could this have happened fast enough that they could have like survived the predators that were killing the other animals that were so similar? Cause to it, them it's so already. gradual. I mean, if you think about like, if you think about like just like birds, for instance, like the, the original theory of Darwinism and like on the Galapagos islands, like you know, if they're on an island where the primary food source is nuts, let's say you take the same bird and you plop that bird on three different islands. And on those three different islands, there's an entirely different food source. There's different predators that exist in that island. Right. And so those birds are going to mate and mate and mate. And over the course of thousands of years, thousands of generations, if there's like, let's say on one island, there's like these like big, like fucking hard ass fucking nuts that are like impossible to crack. And like over the course of time, the same bird, like only the bird, like the birds with like stronger beaks, maybe stubbier beaks will be able to access more of that food source. And so they wind up prospering a little bit better than the birds with the longer beak. And so they wind up mating. And over the course of time, oh, I see over the course of time, the birds with or like, for instance, like, I mean, you see it very quickly with like dog breeding. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, but dog breeding is so fucked up. Yeah, it's, like, but it's I, like, I guess you're right. But you can it you see it way quicker than in nature. Yes, because nature so is a about, natural. So it's about crossbreeding. I it's guess. about crossbreeding. Well, it's, it's like like, think, like selective breeding almost, and then but it's natural selection. So like what Jimmy's saying with the beaks, like the long skinny beak, it might be good for getting nectar out of a plant. But on that island, there's no plants like that. It's they got fucking coconuts. So you need a big guy with a big beak that can so crack the shell. And eat. So that's and how, if like, that's the only motherfucker eating, he's the only motherfucker fucking. Yeah. So and, then his genes get passed on. And that's why you can't. That's why incest leads to inbreeding, which is what causes like major genetic like you know uh, defects. Is because right. the natural state of 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 animals that are you're supposed to crossbreed with something that has different genetics with you, and then basically half of your genetics and half of their you genetics combine. You say that, but look at how long these royal motherfuckers live. That's true. Mm. They live but forever. they're they're playing it safe. They're doing cousin to cousin. Cousin to cousin, you can make that work for a little bit. <laughs> I didn't know mm-hmm. that. You can make that work for a little bit. And like, 
basically the whole idea they is they weren't just, expecting the empire to last that long like think about it like, <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a this is a, a taboo subject but you can you can see it in human beings how different people from different areas of the world have different physical traits Whoa. you know and like i know Back that's up. like unbelievable but it's like here, dude? it's like people that like you know if you descend from like uh you know like scandinavia right they're more they have much fairer skin to absorb more sunlight because there's it's colder up there and they have blue eyes and different things and stuff like that whereas if you go down to africa they have dark skin to kind of deflect the sunlight they more do. they absorb less vitamin d like if you, <laughs> they, oh they do if you, if nick, i've never noticed nick, if, you ever, if you ever go to africa don't be a, don't be scared. I'm going to warn you. <laughs> all of our, basically all of when you see different like uh, like uh, uh, ethnicities of people, yeah. cult, nationalities of people, those, if you go to that place in the world, their like makeup is specialized for that area. You know, like you can't take a fucking guy from Sweden and just plop him in the middle of fucking Uganda without anything right. and just expect like he's not specialized but you also couldn't take a guy from uganda and put him in fucking switzerland in the winter and expect him to fucking thrive either it's like our bodies over the course of literally tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of years have but been it, specialized but what, yeah but what's interesting is um because the the theory is that like all life actually originated in africa right like technically, mm-hmm. all, technically all human beings are from africa yes yeah. which is why rachel doll doll didn't do nothing wrong we're all black but it's like how i guess that's what i'm curious about is like so if that's the origin point mm-hmm. of humanity which they say it is mm-hmm. that, that, that i mean yeah i don't think i'm wrong i mean that. no that's then, true then like southern africa then how i want to know how humans evolved if at one point we were all like you know whatever the whatever but came before humans in southern africa how did we have this many offshoots like how did it gradually become all these different races of people with such different characteristics so you migrate out and and even within one even within one place you not not every greek guy looks the same like you could look at a greek guy that might be short stubby whatever like right. like even within one group of people there's vast genetic differentials now from the outside looking in you might that classic joke black people might say all oh, white people look the same you might look at oh all asians look the same but like within that right. group there's different genetic variances so as people migrate north and the climate becomes different, the environment becomes different, then certain people, like maybe like fairer-skinned people that migrated from Southern Africa started to have started to fare better in colder climates where naturally they were the ones that started having more offspring. They were the ones that were able to thrive in that environment. So the people that didn't have physical attributes that were suited for that climate, like as they migrate up, then as you go, you spread out, over the course of again this the thing is it's like it happens over hundreds of thousands of years this is not something that no, i like, know i guess i guess what is really like what i'm actually struggling to wrap my head around is like how the fuck do these motherfuckers even get that far like, yeah and, and i guess that's just what the amazing thing is because it's forrest like, gump syndrome it's it's, it's <laughs> just kept running dude they just kept running because like literally for me it's inconceivable i'm like because i guess like what i'm really bumping up against is like how was every living human not just like eaten by a fucking wool just trampled by a woolly mammoth like in mm-hmm. one fell swoop. well the ones that were and that's the other thing it's like even think about it in terms of like we were talking about just like people who can thrive better but think about like in terms of like predators like think about why like in the amazon uh you know these birds have evolved to like be able to mimic sounds of other things and like right. and like their feathers and like the way that they look can blend in with like that specific environment like if you look at a fucking leopard sitting in the brush of a of like a like the grasslands in Africa it's insane that the patterns of their or like why a tiger's stripes exist that way to kind of break apart so you can't actually make out one physical outline and it's right. like 
over the it, it is it is a hard thing to conceive and i i totally understand it and like trust me i believe in god and everything like that and like i but, think i am just really stupid i think the more no I'm it's like, not mm. stupid i think that people just accept i think that's important to actually like the, the problem that i have more than anything whether you disagree with me or agree with me is when people just run with a theory because it's just like what they've been made to think yeah that that is my weird that's my weird thing about like when people and and i do i think i'm i'm like yeah what what else would it because i certainly am not like here being like the answer is intelligent design or like creationism yeah. but like anytime somebody is just like oh obviously evolution i'm like yeah I'm because like, science I'm like, I'm like yeah but like yeah, do you i you? fucking love science i yeah. dude, ifl science uh, <laughs> yeah but uh, but like people will just like they'll just like again like they'll tout these things and i'm like yeah but do you really know what you're talking about really yeah. like yeah you follow fun facts on twitter i always i always liked up. when when norm mcdonald i think he was on larry king and he was talking about uh he was talking about dna like you know some people just like believe in other things as their religion and he's like you know like in court they're like you know we, we know that this guy did this because we have his dna and norm mcdonald's like i don't know what the fuck dna is <laughs> like, i don't think i believe in that <laughs> and, and i i get what he's saying because it's like I don't know. Like I've been told it's, yeah. yeah, but I don't know what the fuck it is. Like not really. Well, it's no, you, you have the healthy mindset and this is going back to our original discussion about, you know, f uh, free access of information versus controlled information is if like for me, I, I take the, the route of kind of like going the way nature works, which is understanding that a lot of like fucked up things are going to be introduced at the same time. A lot of not fucked up and true things are going to be introduced. And what is going to, uh, transcend, you know, to the next generation or to the next phase are the things that are most suited. And and if you believe that that most people, and this is the problem, this really is the ultimate problem when it comes down to this debate. It's it's the debate between do you think that the average person has the critical thinking ability to decipher and decide for themselves what is true and what is false? Now, people that support a controlled information state believe that most people are stupid they don't have the ability to decide things for themselves and therefore we should have this group of overlords that just tell us how shit's going to be tell us what's going on and just leave it at that and you're not allowed to think anything but what we tell you and because that's safer for everyone if you just listen to what we say right the people that believe in i guess humanity would say look I understand that if we have this access to all these different ideas that, yes, you're going to have some fringe people that run way off the fucking this way and way off that way. But ultimately, the only way you can have a truly free society with a truly fulfilled existence is the ability to look at all the different sides and understand that if you allow people to have different ideas, that some people will come along and push those ideas just as hard as the people pushing the other ideas. And if you can push your idea in a more convincing way and people go, you know what? This guy's kind of making sense. Right. You know, what happens is when you when you start telling people that, like, you're not allowed to think this, you're not allowed to say this, right. first of all, that leads to more unrest. Well, and that's kind of what we're seeing is, like, so much of the unrest that we're seeing, I think, politically, is that I think there is too much of people being like, oh, no, you can't post that article. Take, pull that shit off. Right. And people get pissed off because... Ultimately, it's like just like with the JFK shit or just like with the Princess Diana shit. It's like ultimately people don't really care that much, but we still have our ideas like right. we like ultimately the average person is not going to go through the process of really digging deep and finding out what happened with Epstein. We're right, not going to yeah. do that, but we want to feel like we're allowed to think what we think and not be told we're not allowed to think that. But I might have. Let me try to let me try to like come to the middle in terms of like the Internet censorship argument, because I, I agree with everything you're saying. I think mm -hmm. that like my where I would like be more open to seeing some kind of 
some more control online is specifically like in the area of like social media because I, th I think there's a kind of decent argument to be made that it is destructive to society yes and more than anything it's like it's mentally damaging to kids yeah like yes, i would like sure. i think like i think maybe a, gr a great middle ground might even because you know in china you're not allowed to like have you're not allowed to like I think like before you're 18, you have limited access to have what you're allowed to do online and how much time you're allowed to spend on it. Mm -hmm. And I think that like sites like Facebook, Instagram, uh, I don't know if kids are really on Twitter. I guess they are. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. TikTok. I think that shit is like not good for mental development. I think it's not good for like self-esteem. I think it's not. I think I think that it teaches you to interact with with the world and other people in like a very like fucked up way. Mm -hmm. And so like I so, also like. Sorry to cut in, oh, go but ahead. in China, you basically have, like, a dig digital signature for everything you do online. Right. And I think what kind of fucks up kids now, too, is whenever they're online, they're like, nothing is ever going to come back to me. So I'm going to be the worst person possible. Yeah. And I can just get away with it. I, you know what's funny? I think that was more true... Um, for us coming up because like dude mm -hmm. i remember like when we came up on the internet uh, oh yeah you could literally skype prank call 911 we would i would, I would skype <laughs> i would literally do that dude i used to skype prank call tom green and drive him fucking crazy like, we had this all of our we would like he used to have this internet show and we would call him every day and just try and now i don't know why i did that i think you think tom green's so funny but um you know, when we came up online, we were on we were anonymous. We were on forums. Mm -hmm. I was making little comics out of sixteen bit sprites yeah. on fucking you know video game forums and shit. But then social media, uh, like Facebook, really the beginning of the end really was Facebook. And now the you know nothing goes away online. Every, any video you've made, any post you made, it can all come back to bite you in the ass. And I think either. The younger generation is more aware of that, although they, they post just as recklessly, or what's going to happen is people will just not keep, because everybody will have been so online that it would be hard for employers to hold it against you. Yeah, and it's like, dude, it, it becomes a thing where it's like, you you see all the worst of me, I see all the worst of you, and it's like, but like, I think you're right. Like, social media, maybe not Facebook, I would even go as far back as to say MySpace might have been the beginning of the end, because that was really sure. the first, like, mainstream social media platform, and I think the big, the big uh, uh, switch there was your internet life became real because what you're describing when you're like anonymously Skype prank calling people and like doing random shit like that, like you'd go on forums and you'd go on different websites like bestgore.com and fucking funnyjunk.com. And like, it was all this anonymous thing where it's like your, your fucking username is like buttfuck3000. You're just saying stupid shit. And like, it's all just this what? other dimension domain that you're, but now internet is real life. Like it's, it's tied into your reality. Yeah. And it's 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 like melded into that now. My, and I think MySpace, that's the big thing. MySpace is an interesting one because you're right. MySpace, MySpace had what like the top eight or whatever it was the yeah. top ten, top eight, and mm -hmm. that was I think probably the first time you could publicly uh, quantify how close you were with people. You know what I mean? Like because yeah, it wasn't that wasn't really you know you just assume like prior to that like oh you're friends with people your 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 connection was you know probably somewhat subjective but you, but yeah. you could now for the first time be like oh shit. I thought we were way better friends and it turns yeah. out we're not even in our top eight. Mm -hmm. And now to like, you take that to the next level with Instagram where like, you know, I remember like 
feeling like unpopular and getting depressed about it in school. But now if, you know, if you're on Instagram as a kid and you're not happy, you're not doing well. And then you see kids who are popular and they're on Instagram and they have way more followers and get way more likes than you. You can literally quantify how badly you're doing socially. Like there's a number that you can look at to be like, wow, I really suck. This makes me feel really bad. And that's not good. Yeah, that's really that's not true. good. Well, I would I would agree with you on this. I think that I wouldn't be opposed because I, I kind of feel like we have the same ideas about uh, drugs and stuff like that. Like I've always been a proponent of, and I know this is a easily, like I, I know this is considered like a hot take. I genuinely don't have never heard a very truly convincing argument as to why drugs just shouldn't be legal. Oh yeah, totally. And, and, and I mean all drugs. And like, yeah. And like, I think that, but at the same time, that comes with the condition that we, we demarcate as a society when you're an adult and when you're not. And once you're an adult, I think that you should have all the freedoms of an adult. I don't see any reason why I, as a grown man, can't make decisions for myself if I want to do cocaine, if I want to do heroin, if I want to pop pills, why that should land me in jail for 10, 20 years and stuff like that. Like, yes, it's going to fuck up my life and that's my punishment for doing it. But like, right. why also am I also getting that paired with getting told like, no, you're not allowed to do that grown human being. You're not allowed to do that because another grown human being says you can't. It's like, wait, you're just another adult. Why are you Why are you putting me in jail for my lifestyle choices? Like, I'll fuck up my life on my own, dude. Leave yeah. me the fuck alone. But it's like, with the internet, I wouldn't be opposed to if we started treating the internet like a, a controlled substance in that we are like, look, when under the age of 18... You're allowed this much access to social media. Once you're an adult, you can fucking browse Instagram all fucking day, baby. You can yeah. fucking sit there and and worry about who's in your top eight and worry about how many likes you're getting. You're fucking 30 years old. You should be worried about other shit. But hey, you know what? If that's what you want to do, do it. But when you're a kid, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem. I don't have a problem with treating children like children. <laughs> yeah. I have a problem with treating adults like children. If you're a child, then yes. If the government wanted to say, look, TikTok is fucking with kids' heads. Social media in general is fucking with kids' heads. We need to put something in place that limits the amount of access because the problem is it's like even if you're a kid who doesn't (coughs) want to be that kid who's all online all the fucking time, even if you're not that kid, you still – the only way you can actually participate socially is by immersing yourself in that environment because everyone else in your social circle is on it. So you kind of don't have a choice. It's – I – kind of equivalented uh, to the uh, idea of like when we were growing up, like the kids that didn't have a TV in their house. And it was like, yeah. I saw what those parents were trying to do. Like, hey, I want you to like read books, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's like, okay, so now you're in fifth grade and like all your friends are talking about Pokemon and you're sitting there like, what's a Pikachu? And it's like, nobody wants to hang out with that kid. It's You know, it's complicated. I, I, I have that thought too, but it is complicated because like, I'm like, if I have kids, I don't know if you've ever been on like YouTube kids, but it is like, it's fucking crazy. Oh, all the like, time, like, baby. Like the, yeah, the way like the way kids are like exposed to like iPads like immediately, mm-hmm. like and 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 their attention spans are like it, this sounds like like moral panic, but like kids' attention spans are fucked, and yeah. and and YouTube videos are designed. It's like it's not even the input is not good. It's literally just overstimulation to keep their attention because the people making these videos, the only thing they're concerned about is getting the views to go up and getting their engagement to go up because Mm -hmm. this is a money-making machine for them. Yes. And so it's very, uh, it's predatory, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's like exploitative, it's predatory. It's not good for kids to have. So like, you know, I would like to think that when I have kids, I'll control, like, I don't think I would ever control content. I think I'd be fine with like my kids watching like, PG-13 R-rated movies as long as I think yeah. like 
you know, like you'll get something good out of this. Mm-hmm. I am more concerned about them watching shit that is just designed to that dominate their attention span and 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 kind of ruin them a little bit. But then, but I know what the problem is. Is exactly what you said. They're going to go to school and they're going to be talking about f- fucking obscure ass shit that I show them. And their mm-hmm. friends are going to be like, "What? I watch Coco Melon. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't know what the right thing to do is because because I've seen Coco Melon and it's definitely not good for your brain. It's definitely <laughs> fucked up, dude. Well, I think that's kind of the happy medium, and I think we're kind of zeroing in on it is, um, at least from my perspective, I understand the dangers of social media. I understand uh, just everything that goes into it, and and I think that what is unique about our generation is that we existed in a time before it, and therefore we have slightly more of a baseline to understand reality from it's, this augmented like internet existence. I, I think truly, like we us growing up, pre-social media is is as big of a leap as people who grew up at the turn of the century prior to the mass-produced automobile. Mm. It has changed the world I would say that yes. much. Yeah. It's, it's like the biggest revolution since the fucking car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, seriously. I think social media and the internet have probably created more jobs than any government on the face of the planet. Completely. Mm-hmm. Like, there's new... Like, you can literally be a billionaire by playing video games on a webcam. Yeah. And it's, that's it's a, that's a beautiful thing because what with the internet, the goods of the internet, you know, we've been trashing the internet, but ultimately, you know, like as a as a person like we all are, people a content creator, like well, it opens up the door for for you to not have to sign on to some other like record company if you're a band or some agency if you're a comic or an actor. It's like you can do your own thing and put it out there and if people like it, they like it. Yes, and, and yes, and no. Though there, there's there's a double edged sword to this, and it's 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 something that I see a lot, especially like living in LA and seeing how contracts and deals are changing, especially in the age of streaming. Mm-hmm. The democratization of content is good. Another and, great word. Another great word. It's good and bad because there were apps. By the way, some great benefits to the monoculture. The culture when when we had the monoculture, you know, like prior to all these different avenues for watching stuff, um, cultural conversation. People were more connected. It, 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 there, there was there's like a cool cultural thing when like everybody's tuning in to like it was like a you had to be there. Oh, you had to be there a moment or like everybody was into the Beatles. Everybody mm-hmm. watched the Ed Sullivan show, all that shit. And so one of the benefits, kind of what you were saying, the democratization of content is like, well, now you don't, there's no gatekeeper. If you really want to do it, you can do it on your own and you can probably find an audience. And there's a chance, there's a chance that you could make good money doing it. But at the same time, you most likely won't. You'll most yeah. likely be putting out a lot of content, and it's now expected that you'll put out a lot of content for free. That doesn't generate you any money, but it generates a lot of money for Instagram Reels and YouTube Reels, whatever the fuck these things. Are. Like Instagram is really pushing Reels right now. That's really good for oh, them. Totally. And to be a comedian now, if you're not uploading a Reel every day, yeah. and a lot of people upload Reels where it's like it's not even a fucking joke. They upload like a 10 second Reel of them bombing, but people don't watch it with the sound on. So as long as like the subtitles are on, you'll you'll the algorithm will push you. Traffic, yeah. You, it, 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 it's where I get really frustrated because you're expected to upload all of this free work. Mm-hmm. You see virtually no benefit from it. If you don't do it, you're not even in the fucking race anymore. This isn't just true for comedians. This is true for anybody who wants to use the internet well, I mean, to like, this, push. It's like, uh, I mean, what you're talking about is like when Twitter first started and comedians oh, yeah. were like fighting like, oh, I got to fucking post tweets every day. You tell me I got to be relevant by I got to tweet every day. And it's like, yeah, you actually do. <laughs> you got to do it, that it, now. It's it honestly kind of sucks. And and so the by the other point I was going to make is um you used to get the the 
you there used to be if you did get selected like tapped by the industry mm-hmm. the money used to be better too mm-hmm. you used to have you used to be guaranteed more things residuals were better especially in the age of the monoculture in the age of streaming you get paid once and then you're promised like you there's no there's no percentage points in your contract you don't have yeah. any options nothing like that you don't get any like rerun money no licensing money you get paid fucking once that's why all these actors who were on um euphoria a lot of them worked uh, mainly in Netflix prior to being on Euphoria. And I think like three of them have come out about like, oh yeah, I was like living in a hotel. I was living in my car. Jesus. I couldn't make any money because because you, you get paid flat when you do anything that's streaming related. You get paid the flat fee and that's all the fucking money you see. Now the company sees a bunch of money. Like you, if you, it happened, the Squid Game guy talked about this. Yeah. It was the most watched show on Netflix for how many weeks, a month? He's like, I only got paid the the fee to write the script i haven't seen any returns from it being the number one show on netflix Jesus. so 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 this is where like there are things that are good about the new age of content and things that actually kind of really fuck the creators and the people at the bottom but it of course it's very beneficial to the companies that that own the streaming sites it, it's it's but the thing is i will say just from from a music perspective it it you are correct that but at the same time it's always been like that. Like it's always been that most people that are attempting to do shit don't succeed. Like if you grew up in the sixties and seventies and you were in a band, Mm -hmm. the overwhelming odds were you were not going to be a successful band. For sure. You were going to work your ass off. You were going to play a bunch of places. And ultimately at at some point you were just gonna be like, fuck it. Like we're too old now. No record company is going to sign a fucking 30-year-old when they could sign a 21-year-old and get but, 10 more years out of him. But the, difference, like, but the difference is, if you fail... Here's, I'm sorry, I hate to cut you off. No, my, my girlfriend's a musician, and so we have a lot of conversations about this. So uh, uh, an example I'll use is Spotify, right? Mm-hmm. So now, let's say you could be a nothing band in the 70s and you're not going to make it, but it, you take that same nothing band and you take them to 2020 and they put out a song and maybe they don't get signed to a record label, but you're like, oh, well, no, but now there's a chance for a lot of people to hear your music. You, you could have a song pop off on Spotify or pop off on TikTok. Yes. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're going to get a record deal. It doesn't mean you're going to, doesn't mean you're going to see a lot of money from those Spotify players because Spotify doesn't pay artists shit. Yeah. But Spotify profits from your song getting plays and getting clicks. Yes. So that's the part that makes me fucking angry. But that's, yeah. you know, it's it's not the same as not making it because you're not making it and somebody's still making money off your failure. But the case for music, at least, has always been that uh, musicians, unless they were selling millions and millions of albums, even if they were, I mean, you could watch these documentaries of like the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, who actually, I believe, had the same manager, I'm pretty sure, or like in tangentially or oh, something like sense. that. And like... They there was a point when they were like the number one and two music acts in the country in the late nineties, early two thousands, and they were getting checks for like ten thousand bucks, like sure. for a for a fucking like for a fucking like three four five month six month stretch, and like it's always been the case that first of all the whole the whole idea of a record deal has always been like when people talk about like oh I got a deal. That's a loan. If you get a million dollar yeah. record deal, that's a million dollar loan. You don't see a fucking cent of that million dollars until you pay back that million dollars and then you start seeing profit. So sure, yeah. it's always been the case that record companies have found a way that like they're going to get a fucking the biggest piece of the pie from anything you do. And the primary uh, mode of 
profit for for musical artists at least has always been live performances mm-hmm. because and then well, but what, now they're even taking that yeah with the 360 deals now they found a way because they realized that album sales aren't where it's at because most people aren't fucking buying physical albums yeah, it's they're streaming merch shit. now so then they're like oh well, we get 50 percent of that too so they get so now every artist is like a physical like brand entity and they get a percentage of your per- live performance profits they get a percentage of, like you said merch and everything mm-hmm. like that so the record companies are always finding a way to get the biggest piece of the pie from you what the internet has done is open up an avenue for independent artists to yes you're going to get streams on spotify that's not where you're going to see your fucking your slice of cake that's not where it's going to be but if you can get millions and millions of streams on spotify sure you might only be seeing a 200 300 400 check every month great but you also have millions and millions of people who are into your shit and will come see you when you come out to cleveland and that's where you make your money and so it's like the internet has provided a space and these streaming platforms, of course, they're always going to get their cut. Sure. What it has opened up for is for you to get yourself out there in a way but that you, now... But you still, you still don't have... A, to, some people don't even have the means to like, you know, the apparatus to even like, let's say you release something and get millions of streams. It's not then so... Like, it's not as easy as like, okay, well, now we just tour. Yeah. Some people don't even have the means to start touring after that. You know what I mean? At least mm-hmm. when, if you garnered attention, and I understand there's lots of ways you get fucked by record contracts. If you garnered attention in the old model, there would at least then be an apparatus provided for you to get you in front of people. Some kind of infrastructure to be like, all right, yeah. well, then you're going to tour with these people. We're going to set up these dates. You'll have this, Yeah, this, we're going to send your, uh, your single to every radio station across the country. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Which we pay, so then they'll play it and... Yeah. So I, I'm, and I guess, I mean, you're I, essentially, I don't think one, you're right. I don't think one is better than the other, but I, I do, ju- I can't help but feel there's something kind of nefarious about Spotify knowing we can fuck people out of money and, and they'll fail and they'll end their careers. And the minute one artist drops off Spotify, there are a hundred more waiting to line yeah. up and generate streams for us. And yeah. that's, that's the gatekeeper thing. Well, and that's and- the thing too. Sorry to cut you off, Jimmy, but, uh. Spotify is also now creating their own music and they're just putting it in their top playlists. Are they so really? that they get it's a closed loop now. What? Like That's uh, fucking crazy. So, yeah, I watched a video about it. So like, you know, the, all these like music licensing websites for like videos like um I don't know, they're like plugged a lot on videos as like ads or whatever, but I use them for work. There's one called like Artlist. Yeah. There's like and it's basically just stock music websites. And for the most part, like those websites have musicians, they pay to be on retainer and then they just pump out music upon music upon music. Right. And then they get paid whatever, a flat fee or for making the music that can be licensed out. But now Spotify is basically like contracting these four higher musicians to make stock music that they put in playlists that Spotify and like an right. umbrella company owns the rights to it and they'll just push their own artists into the loop to get those free plays and the, then just cycle back money. And and what you just said, it goes back to what I was saying before. The, 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 the thing that bothers me the most about streaming is the, is the flat fee payment and that's it. And that's, it's true for video content. It's true for music. The mm-hmm. fact that they're still, it's, it's the dominant way that people consume shit now and they have not figured out legally how to quantify what you are owed if you have the most popular piece of media on a streaming site. And and it doesn't seem like they're going to. Like, like yeah. I like like 
it it needs to be figured out. It needs because it's a it's a huge amount of money that people used to make when they were creative that they're just not making anymore. That's going straight to the mm-hmm. parent companies. And that's a hu- that's a problem, I think. Well, here's here's the uh I guess a potential solution is going back to our overarching theme here, which is the the freedom to like exist outside of that, which is like if Spotify gets to a point where enough people go, dude, this is bullshit. We should be getting more. Then you start seeing things like title and things like that pop up. And I know like at the time you're like, yeah, but like blah, 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 blah. But like you kind of see that shit happening. Like when, um, what the fuck was that uh, app that was supposed to be like the free speech app uh, counterpart to Twitter? Oh, Parler. Parler. And, and then you saw, so like, so like there was always this mantra of like, you know, people were pissed off at Twitter because like they weren't allowed to tweet things that they believe because Twitter would censor it. (laughs) And so people would be like, but like the shit they weren't allowed to tweet was just like racist shit. Parler was, I, it's funny. I had had some of it, but I had a Parler account to check it out and it was so wild. It was fucking crazy. It's like next door for the Ku Klux Klan. Okay. 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 Yes. Uh, Look, I understand that. I understand that, that like, yes, when you, when you marginalize a certain group of people that like obviously a a significant portion of that is going to be that stuff at the same time you know a lot of stuff was being censored off twitter that was not like that that like i mean like the the greatest example and i'm not even trying to get political but like a perfect example of like a mainstream censorship was that whole like hunter biden laptop situation where the new york post posts it and twitter fucking takes it down and people that really like ticked people off because they're like dude this isn't racist this isn't white supremacist this isn't hateful this isn't anything other than us putting out information that would harm a potential political candidate on the side that seems to be the side that all of mainstream media and stuff like that is on the side of. So like then people go like, well, okay, so now it's like, it's easy to just cast off that like anybody who has this like angle at looking at things is like, oh, well, yeah, well, obviously Paul was just going to be this like crazy fringe white supremacist neo-Nazi website. But it's like, not really. Like, yes, there's going to be that shit on there, but that's yeah. not really what most people gravitate to. The average person just wants access to like, okay, well, I want to be able to see this side of it. I want to be able to see this side of it. And so like what happens? Then uh, a, a potential competitor gets launched. It's the number one most downloaded app uh, of that week on fucking um, the Play Store and, and oh, Apple. Yeah, it was the number one most. That's not all neo-Nazis, okay? I'm sorry. Right. There's not that many fucking neo-Nazis in the country and in the world that it becomes the number one most popular app the week it's launched. That's people who just want to... And then what happens? They take it off the Play Store. Then the fucking websites, which, what does Amazon own? Like, fucking, like, 80% of all website servers and shit like yeah. that. They say we're not even going to host it on a server. So now you can't even have a website. Not only can you not host your app on our fucking app store but now you can't even have a website on the internet unless you go to some other fucking random server in fucking sri lanka and host and it's like at that point it's like okay so now we're talking about like yes there's this whole mantra of like oh if you don't like twitter create your own twitter and it's like okay we will and then they go actually no you can't do that either you can only have what we say you have and when you only have what we can say you have then you can only say what we can say you can say so i feel like this is um I feel like this is kind of an argument to my point, then, which is like, perhaps, I, 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 like I, I don't, and I don't know. I maybe we've gotten two in the week. I don't know that, who I'm arguing. With I, think, I think we've gotten. <laughs> Jimmy's I think we've just gotten a dog two. in a corner. <laughs> 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 I, I guess I get, but I guess the, my my original point was like the the democratization of content and content being in your hands to for you to be in control of it. It isn't real. That's kind of that's kind of my point. Like you're you're kind of still getting 
fucked by big companies yeah. and maybe even more than you were. Well, it depends. Cause you're right. There's more opportunities to have actual people hear your shit. But if you would have been successful under both models, I think you're likely to make less money under this model. That's that's kind of my point. Yes. Is that you're still kind of getting And fucked. I think your point well, is... there's has, just so yeah. many more middlemen that have inserted themselves into the system now. Yeah. The more human... I agree with your point. I agree with both your points. Honestly, I do. My thing is, the more people try to control shit, the more it gets fucked up. And so, the war on drugs is a perfect example of that. Like, we as a society have a moral thing where we don't want to see people being addicted to drugs. Blah, 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 blah. blah. We don't want to see people fucking mm -hmm. up their lives. So, we then make it this war on drugs. And now, we're going to put all of our most incompetent bureaucrats in charge of fucking imposing all these insane drug laws that are incarcerating people for, for weed and fucking... Yeah possession of schedule like whatever narcotics or whatever it's like okay so now these people are in jail and now you're overloading the prison system with all these non-violent offenders that are yeah. just sitting in prison because we as a society decided like no this is how we wish shit was and so now we're just going to institute all these policies and fuck shit up even more and it's like probably a better solution would be just being like you know what instead of incarcerating people for having addictions and things like that, what if we can, as a society, uphold the idea that drugs probably aren't the best decision for your life, but also you're not a criminal if you decide to go down that route? Yeah, for sure. And then Definitely. what happens is, like, you're probably going to see the same amount of people on drugs. Like, if heroin was made legal tomorrow, I'm not going to start shooting up under the fucking bridge downtown, Red Hot Chili Pepper style. I'm not yeah. doing that shit. Like, like the average, you can't let you want it. You'll get it. If you want it, you get it. I've never met a person in my life who was stopped from getting Coke because they suddenly realized it was illegal. Right. Oh sh shit. You mean this is illegal? <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I've never seen somebody expel cocaine. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen. So like, I guess to, to draw that metaphor out, it's like, look, you're not going to stop people from thinking the things they think. All you can do is just... Okay, so going back to David Icke. This is a good example, I think. Going way, <laughs> so way, 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 back way, back. <laughs> way, 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 way back. David Icke is a perfect I, example of somebody who... Because I remember, like, my Uncle Phil was, like, a crazy conspiracist guy. And this is back in, like, the old days, like, the 90s. That, I remember, is, that is who gets you into David Icke, by the way. Your Jimmy's Uncle Phil. Phil. Your yeah, Uncle Phil. Sure. Trust me. Yes. You, He's so funny if it was Will Smith's Uncle Phil. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, the lizards, Will. <laughs> what have I told you about gallivanting with reptilians, Will? <laughs> Cha-ching! <laughs> so, so, like, I remember being a kid... And like Uncle Phil would give my dad these video cassettes of David Icke videos, and you're watching, <laughs> and he's going oh through. He this had is tapes, so awesome, dude. dude. You're going through. He's taking you through like Texaco it's a logo. David Icke workout video. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. And like, so like you're watching it, and here's the crazy thing, and it almost is enough to make you think what they call controlled opposition, because so much of the shit, and I even saw a recent video of him. He did like an interview about like, um, I think this is like two years ago is the last time I heard from him. And he was doing something about COVID and stuff like that. And like, you're listening, you're like, this checks out. Like, I okay, go on, go on, go on. And then always, it's almost like clockwork. He goes off in this completely crazy direction where it's like, okay, I just watched an hour long video 
of you being like, yo, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, damn, I never thought about it that way. And at the end, he's like, and that's why fucking Queen Elizabeth is an alligator. And you're like, yep. oh, Shape fuck, shifters. man, you fucked up everything. Like everything sounded so right and like was so on point. And so, there's a part of me that almost has to think like, is that on purpose? Because like you have these people out there that are saying like shit that's like, damn, that could be fucking true. Okay, boom, 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 boom. Right. And then they completely invalidate it and discredit it. Uh, with this like one off like crazy theory that they have that makes you question everything you just heard. Well, you know what's so funny though? We say that and then I just want to recall however many years ago it was where we were making fun of Alex um, Jones, Jones for yeah. talking about how sex cults. How water was turning the frogs gay and then that girl. Yeah, that girl Michaela, wandered into our podcast. Like, she wandered in and she was like, yeah, I was just the college learning about how chemicals in the water are causing frogs to be gay. Yeah. yeah. We were like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was too sweet on that, that was young woman, dude. One of the best nights ever. That was that great. Was that was so good. Great I was like, I was like, I think I might marry this blonde girl from <laughs> Southern Maryland. This girl with literally half a brain. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, no, Michaela. Yeah. I remember yeah. Michaela. Michaela yeah. I think I remember her last. She name. was she was drinking that frog water. <laughs> oh, she was definitely drinking that frog water. I would have drank all kinds of dude. I would have gone frog gay for Michaela. So. <laughs> 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 Look, dude. I think uh, ultimately. Just sum it up i guess um you know we we exist in this time right now that is you we're we're in the middle of it there's no answer there's no answer nobody knows what's happening next um the best thing you can do in my opinion is to allow people to figure it out when you take away people's ability to think for themselves and figure it out then you give that power to someone else who can use it to their own benefit. You don't want to live in China. As great as it sounds, <laughs> as, as much as people want as to fucking... As much as the food bangs. As much as... Food, we all love Kung Pao chicken. The food literally bangs, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. But you don't... I just had minced beef on rice with a tea egg. Ooh. A, a tea a, egg? A, an egg that a is... Century a century egg? No, no, Poached no, 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 no. Poached in tea? No, a century... That's dude, the pea one, My right? My girlfriend is... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know that, too? People yeah. in Thailand call the... My girlfriend is from Taiwan, and mm-hmm. she won't even eat the fucking thousand years egg. It's the yeah. egg that still has the embryo in it. And um, in Laos and Thailand, mm-hmm. they call the egg... Um, it's the same dish, but they call it the horse piss egg. <laughs> and it's so funny because, like, I just imagine, like, a Laotian person, like, taking a bite and be like... Oh, you know what other delicious thing this reminds me of? <laughs> a big frothy cup of horse piss. <laughs> Very unappetizing. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jimmy. No, it's all good. I mean, I was just, I was just trying to like put a nice bow on everything. Is like, mm-hmm. I think that the, I, I, I just look throughout history. I can't think of a single time because look, as much as I say that we exist in this time now, that's like unforeseen and unprecedented. In a lot of ways, it is precedented. I mean, like, like the printing press was a humongous, humongous development for like the mass production, and even like the idea of like books. Like, you know, for the for the majority of human history, you couldn't get a book unless you were rich enough to literally get a guy to sit down with a feather pen and a pot of ink and write the book out for you so that you could have a copy. And so the access to information, this is not the first time that we've leveled up in terms of like, you know, how long did it take before the average person had access to the Bible? And before then, it was all up to the Catholic Church or whoever was in power at the time to be like, all right, we have the one Bible in the town, and you're going to have to take my word for it, but this, I'm pretty sure it says that... It's uh, also in Latin, so like... Only I can read it. Yeah, so Uh, to be honest, I'm not even completely sure what it says, but I'm pretty sure it says, like, you owe me, like... 10% 10% of your income, like all the time. 
Uh, that's also, uh, by the way, that's. Still... I can definitely fuck your wife. <laughs> I can fuck your wife and your son. That is, by the way, that's still how people basically treat like treat the Bible. Like most mm-hmm. people who go to church, like do not read the Bible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just for sure, to, like the pastor or the priest. But like, there's not ever been a point in time when controlled access to information has wound up good. I can't think of a single time. I think people, I think you're totally. I definitely agree. I definitely overall agree. It is just a like anything else. It's just not a cut and dry issue. It's it's a, it's a can of worms. Yeah, you know for sure. Fucking a can of worms. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> That's the this name. definitely Truly. was a can of worms. It was a can of worms, <laughs> this, was, buddy. this was all over the place. <laughs> Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth II, and shouts out. Might I say, I never thought I'd say this in my life, but the king of England, is there anything cooler? Like, right. is there, there's a king. There's, there's a, a king, king now. Yeah. There has not been a, a real, like, king of England since 1952. It's so funny because Queen Elizabeth's husband, was he king or he was just prince, I think? He's called prince consort or king consort. So okay. basically, I, I did a little bit of... Uh, not a deep dive. I did a very. I did a little doggy paddle dive the other day on Wikipedia, just because I was curious. Because I've always wondered that. I was like, why is her husband not the king? Right. Because it's complicated. It just sounds. What it is is only the blood heir right. can assume the title of king or queen. Their husband or wife is married into it. Married into it. So they like. So Queen Elizabeth was the next in line after her father died. So the only way there could be a true king and queen is if they were brother and sister. I believe or so. Cousin, maybe? Maybe. I think technically the term is like queen, like if you're a king and Prince or King Charles's wife would be the queen consort. But there's like an understanding that the, the, the distinction there is because only like, like King Charles's firstborn is the only person that can assume the next role of king or queen. And then if they die or if they abdicate the throne, then the next in line would be what the next happens born. if uh, What happens if like King Charles is like dick falls off or like he can't have kids or something i, mean, I, I think guess he has kids i think Queen, that's I a situation yeah I, I mean all these things have happened throughout history and like there's certainly been times when like they've been appointed like for instance marcus aurelius who we brought up earlier mm-hmm. he was actually adopted by his father right who could not have children or might have been gay but one of the two nice. either way he wasn't having kids and he actually adopted marcus aurelius who was a slave marcus aurelius was wild dude. he would fuck the throne he would get up there. He would do oh, yeah. from the side. Yeah, he was great, dude. He's like, <laughs> like, dude, you got a great act. Come up here and be Caesar. Marcus Aurelius was black, right? He was a. Was he actually black? Uh, I think been watching too much fucking, uh, fucking. Uh, Why did it? I think Marcus Aurelius was black? I literally in my head, like I was joking, he's a black comic, but I literally am thinking of Marcus Aurelius as like a. I don't he know. was definitely a Roman guy. No way. Uh, and uh, but yeah, he was not a blood heir, but okay. he was adopted and he was appointed because the guy who ha- was in power appointed him. And then Marcus had a son named uh, Commodus or something who wound up being the worst emperor of all time. and was oh, insane. Yeah. And you can watch the movie Gladiator. He, oh, uh, that's right. Played that's by right. Joaquin Phoenix. And, you know, they do a decent job of uh, interpreting just how bad this guy was. But how he was motherfucking just- heavy is the head that wear the crown, y'all? How is that <laughs> big ass bum <laughs> head gonna wear that just fucking Cat ass Williams. crown? Yeah. <laughs> I just heavy is this motherfucking crown, y'all. I always used to say it's the coolest title to be like, dude, call me the fucking president. Like, dude, yeah, I'm the fucking president. Dude, is there any like bigger flex than to be like it's it's the one guy, it's like 
Dude, I'm the fucking king of England. Like, we exist in a time now and we forget <laughs> kings and queens are things. Oh, yeah. But when you're the king of England, like, like I said, dude, our parents and us have never existed in a time when there's been a fucking king of England. That's a crazy title. Right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Completely. Sounds awesome. Like, you literally was a king. <laughs> <laughs> you were the only person in the world that could say that. That was Marcus Aurelius said that a lot. Yeah, I he believe he like, did. Marcus Aurelius was the first guy to say we was king. <laughs> you know what? Maybe he was black. Now I yeah, think about Marcus it. Marcus Aurelius was this black. This ain't checkers. This checks. <laughs> <laughs> so shouts out Queen Liz. Yeah. yeah. Shouts out uh, Nick Oldershaw. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yes. Oh my god, this was so much fun. Uh, guys, uh, if you can, I think because I know this is going to go on your feet, but I would mm-hmm. love to cross post this. Let's um, cross post. Yeah, you can do it up, dude. So send me the MP3. So we'll send you the MP3. And baby. um. At Jimmy Seleski, at Eric Glazer, at Sophomore MD, at LFTS Podcast on everything. Everything. At Gosh. Nick Oldershaw. At Nick Oldershaw on Twitter and Instagram. Um, at Doom Scroll Cast on, I think, Doom Scroll Pod is Instagram. Doom Scroll Cast is Twitter. Either just switch those, you'll find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Patreon, we have a Discord, we have a fucking uh, subreddit. So go check those out. They're super fun. And yeah, if you're in Maryland, but if you're listening to this in Maryland, which I would imagine some listeners are, mm-hmm. um, I will be doing a show on the 24th. Uh, Umar Khan is headlining. Can't remember the time or the venue, but if you look on my Instagram, you'll see it there. And then October 8th, I will be at the Auto Bar with um, the Young Guns podcast, which is Robbie uh, Goodwin and Mike Figs. And then we also have, it's going to be a stand-up show of me, Robbie Goodwin, Mike Figs, Lamare Lee from Matt and Shane, and then Joe Gorman from um, Loud Boys and Locker Room Talk. It's an all-male lineup. You will never see one again in your life. <laughs> Come out and get canceled with us. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> have a lot of fun. <laughs> Guys, till next week. Peace. Peace.